everyone and welcome to Jaws is Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts. This is episode number five. I'm one of your sexy four hosts, Duncan McLeish. Joining me as always, my compadres, my life companions, my fantasies when I'm in the shower. All together, just smooshed together with soap and lubricant and for some reason a car battery and jumper leads. I don't know where it's going but it sounds... Fucking awesome. You, the listeners can't see in an audio format that Baz just rubbed both nipples. Uh, I think clockwise and anti-clockwise, which is... He did, yeah, that's exactly... He's, he's recreated it for me, so let's bring him into the conversation so he can uh, join in the, the lunacy. I'm feeling a wee bit filthy tonight, I'm just letting you know, so um, if I get naked, don't leave the call. Stay on till the end. Um, he is my long-suffering friend through many different audio formats. Um, a guy that we've recently started going back to the cinema, which has been sexy and fun. Although I've forgotten he eats really loud with rustling popcorn bags right beside me. He is the man. He is the myth. He's, he's of course, the legend. He is the Baz. Happening fuckboys. <laughs> It's the worst thing he's called us. So. No, it's, it's far, far, far from it. And that little trick with the hands going in the different directions, my wife loves that shit. Information <laughs> that I did not need to know about a woman that I speak to whenever I visit. So. She is working right outside the conservatory door tonight as well. So you will hear my voice go up and down in levels of volume quite a lot through this recording. Depending on what the story entails. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Um, joining Baz, he uh, I, I think we can officially announce this because you've announced it online. He is an expecting dad, that's right. He's going to be responsible for another life, which I'll be honest concerns me. Um, he is tall, he's rugged, he's sexy, he's he actually looks like he could front any hardcore band and be really fucking good at it. He is our good friend Scott. How are you doing? Hello, I'm all right. Do you know what I was actually, before I come on this call, I was uh, painting the nursery. That's what I was doing, spending my time doing that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yes, it would be it would be faster to uh, bring in a professional. Yes, it may even be cheaper overall when you think about all the costs involved in buying all the gear. Yeah. Um, but those memories, they're priceless. While we were doing it, actually, to tie into what you said about all the hours in the shower, listen to a true crime podcast where a guy shoved two dead bodies into a freezer and uh, the juices of the dead bodies froze together so they couldn't tell how many people were in the freezer, how many parts were there, and how they died. So that's, again, a memory of painting the nursery. That is precious. <laughs> I, will, I will let you know right now that our nursery was also painted not by a professional. It was painted by my pregnant wife because I painted the rest of the house earlier on this year and refused to fucking do it. So, <laughs> I'll learn the bitch. 
She's went there. What I will say to you is, if you decide to go for a feature wall with wallpaper, don't do that yourself because I have never sworn as much in a single <laughs> night as I did with this pre-sticky fucking. You've got to measure all it and you spend the fortune anyway. Just pay someone to do it. Well, I actually no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it myself on Friday, as well as uh, lay my own carpet. So you know, it's a it's a it's a world of firsts. What? Sounds like you've been laying carpet already, son. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Easy eh? now, easy now, Tiger. Yeah, potent bastard, you. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous spunk. Well done, son. Tremendous spunk. There we Thank go. You. A sentence I didn't think we would hear on Jaws's shape. I should be surprised. Like squaring this out. Exactly where you're going to hear things like that, Mickey. To be honest, half of listeners are listening. For. This is this is right. You're giving you're giving the people what they want, um, which is uh, like like a for some reason vomit in the back of their, their throat for no reason. That, um, <laughs> the fourth person joining us, arguably the the sexiest of the the four. No one's argued it, so it's true. Then no, See, no, I'll give them youngest, but beyond that, I don't know. I am I am desperate to get into so many conversations with him tonight beneath, uh, to kind of explain photographs that surfaced online involving a flamethrower, his crotch and some stunt on a bit of wood with some wheels in it. He is, uh, what can we say about him that hasn't already been said? He's fantastically wealthy. He has more awkward stories that you guys like listening to. Like, Liam's stories have instantly become fan favourites. It's all I hear from after the show is, can you believe that Liam said... Well, let's let's bring him on to find out what else he's going to tell us. He is, of course, a phenomenally attractive Liam. How are you doing? I'm okay. And my nursery is painted in the claw marks of the children that I keep trying to put in there. Because <laughs> I don't have any children. It's like, it's like the well in the movie The Ring. She's got like nails stuck into it and shit. Um, it's usually like day five because I'm like, have you ever seen this episode of Ren and Stimpy? And they're like, no. Nobody watches Ren and Stimpy. Get me out of this fucking room. It, but it, like, we, we, we were going to get to the flamethrower. Because like so many. Have we not had an, is that we've been had an episode since that no, party? No, 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 no. We've no. not, and I, I, there's so many questions. Like so, <laughs> like, so many. Like because you posted pictures afterwards of like just it looked like anarchy. So we're going to get to all, but this feels like an opportune moment to introduce a brand new segment to Jaws's shape, um, and it's called Skate or Die. Now the reason I mentioned this is every episode, pretty much since we, uh, our formation from our debut, there has been a skate-based accident. Now, you could argue that Scott set the bar really fucking high in that he <laughs> physically had to be restrained and cast. Um, however, what we did find out in the last month is you maybe were in a position to join him. Do you want to tell the listeners out there uh, what happened, Liam? So, have we not done an episode no. since... So not since was, the, so you've done you've done an injury since we you done a finger break yep and then the you, hand break yep we've not had oh, one yeah. since so so then because the skate mini skate park that we were building just so happened to be building it wasn't enough I then built a sixteen foot half pipe in my garden. <laughs> uh, and it turns out it's way too high and way too fast. <laughs> so or someone of your age. For yeah, and someone of my someone ability. with the lack of talent and ability, yeah. 
uh, that I have. Turns out that that is not the ramp for me. However, I'm getting much better at it. But before all that, so I was on it, just trying to practice, pumping up and down. Like, it's fine. I'll get used to this. Done it twice and then crashed clean into my decking, onto my forearm, and I was convinced I'd fractured it the same way Scott had. I couldn't move it. It just it just swelled up. It went all black and blue. I was like, oh, shit. So uh, I didn't tell Lena until much later on. And she made me go to casually. <laughs> there's the a theme day. here, isn't there? There is a theme <laughs> here. There's a, there's a theme of not telling your, your partner. It was on a Saturday, and I was like, I'm not going up to casualty on a Saturday and telling them that in 31 years, I have never broke a bone, and in fucking six weeks, I've had uh, been in casualty twice and had two x-rays because I <laughs> fell off a skateboard. I was like, I'm not going. So I woke up the next day, same as Scott, and I was like, I generally can't move this at all. Like, it's all pins and needles. It just feels weird. I think I've done something. I better go and see. So we're up to casualty, waited about an hour, got in, and the guy was like, it doesn't look broken. And I was like, well, that's why I'm here, isn't it? <laughs> you can guess all <laughs> day, or, <laughs> or we can put me in that x-ray room. So, got x-rayed, turns out it wasn't broken, it was just a big bad hematoma, and now I'm the type of guy that wastes precious NH time, NHS time, getting x-rays for no fucking reason. You're literally the fine. reason that Baz has to work late. Can I just explain to did the you, listeners? Did you tell them that you know me and Scott? <laughs> I mean, can we just tell the <laughs> listeners that uh, hematoma means bruise? Yes. Do you know, I was just about to ask that because it sounded a lot worse than it <laughs> yeah. actually was. He said, he said, like, you've got, has that not a blood clot? Oh my God. <laughs> he, he said, you've got a large hematoma, egg. And I was like, well, egg sounds like something I don't want coming out of my arm so I'm just going to forget that he called it that and I'm just going to remember hematoma because that sounds way more intense and that's why I was in casualty as opposed to Liam bumped his fucking elbow started greeting and went to casualty the next day you did put the skate Sweet. ramp right it's beside fine. like all your oh, I was right next to the windows didn't. yeah it's, it's a te- it was a terrible idea it's still there. We're still skating it, but I'm if, going to move it. Yeah, if you fall, yes, that's Baz. just wood. <laughs> yes, Baz, Baz. got a story. Uh-oh. Already? I'll let Liam finish his one the new, but then I'm going to come in because he's just segued me nicely into it. Uh, other than that, I don't think I have hurt myself since. Can't remember. He's Probably kind of not. trailing off, kind of looking oh, up. Physically, just emotionally. Just, yeah. yeah. But Baz... I, I yes. do want to. I do want to hear about the flamethrower antics. We're, but, gonna, we're circling um, back to that in a minute. <laughs> have I ever told you about the time I bought my daughter a skateboard? No, <laughs> no. This was uh, when she lived with her alcoholic whore mother, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> through in Edinburgh, and wow. <laughs> Well, all right, I, t- I tone things down for the podcast, boys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and she was going through a kind of bit of a goth phase. She was into sort of listening to heavier music now. She was dressing all goth and everything. And a couple of her friends at school in Edinburgh were, I don't know how into skating they were, but they were like hanging about the skate parts with skateboards, which at that age is acceptable. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was yeah, I don't just hang about. I do sweet kick flips. So. <laughs> I um, I was kind of keen to get her involved in anything that in, 
you know, like ha- made her actually move instead of just fucking sitting in her bed playing on her phone. Like, like so, we uh, literally don't understand what being a goth is. I know, <laughs> I know. So um, I <laughs> I went on eBay and I found this guy down south was selling like an old skateboard. It was just a cheap thing. Had it for years. It was all bashed up, but he was selling it like for three quid. So I think I got up for about four fifty or something like that. Arrives at the house. It was a piece of shit. But I oiled all the the trucks and everything. Not the wheels, the bearings and everything. So wait, hold on. You literally put your child on a, a skateboard <laughs> that you bought off eBay for four pounds fifty and yeah. thought that was going to be safe. Rather, yeah. rather than rather than the safety of her room, listening to bitching tunes. <laughs> Funny you mention her room. <laughs> so. She comes to mine for the weekend. We've got the skateboard. I try to interest her. <laughs> you know, like, like that now. Listen, just get used to get your balance first. Get used to just sort of moving yourself along and all that. But where I lived at the time, there wasn't really any good roads for it. They were all quite rough. So she just kind of ticked about it for a wee bit. And then like, put away and said, I'll take it through to Edinburgh when I go back to my mum's house. Like, well, that's fair enough, because that's where her pals do all the skating and all that. So anyway, I phoned her like on the Tuesday night or something like that. <laughs> she's in her room. She's talking away. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, how are you getting on with your skateboard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, ah, it's fine. Everything's fine. You know? And then I heard this almighty smash. <laughs> Basically, I don't know. To this day, I still don't know what she was actually doing. But her foot had slipped on the skateboard and it had rocketed through the glass window in her door. <laughs> I don't know this at the time. And I'm like, what is that? Are you, are you on it? And all I can hear is I'm going, oh my God. And then her mother bursts. <laughs> she starts screaming at me on the phone. I was like, that's not my fucking. Oh, what's wrong? She smashed her door. That stupid bloody skate. Can he fucking blame me? I'm just trying to encourage her to be active. Mind you, don't cut your wrist on in there. Careful now. Hunt. Anyway, like, see when you said you were trying to introduce her to the skateboard, I just like I had like all these different ways you like, uh, like could you just pass the peas and then you're pushing the skateboard with the peas on on the table. (laughs) Look, it can be used as a serving tray as well as a skateboard. (laughs) Took it, took the skateboard off and never gave it back. I should ask for my four pound fifty back. Should have got that four pound fifty fucking back, Baz. Four pound fifty skateboard. I see that like see the Simpsons episode where Lisa gets the dentist work and it's mm-hmm. the old haggard shit. It's like you could have this nice skateboard Aye. on this four pound fifty eBay number. She probably smashed the window to go to jail watch... so she never had to skate it. <laughs> <laughs> or do you follow Braille Skate at all on YouTube I've or on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Um, they do things like they'll kind of try and turn anything into a skateboard. Like I've seen them. Like, Braille Skate. Please Braille. tell me. That's, please tell me that's blind people skating. Yeah, that. No, that's what I think. tragically, it's not. It is. <laughs> Braille, though. You're right with that, but unfortunately, they are fully sighted. Uh, Question. Right, yeah. I could understand Liam watching that because he's into skateboarding. Why are you watching that? I used to like skateboarding when I was young. Like you can like it, but no day it. It's like it's like watching the Fitba. We invented it, it in the seventies, man. We invented it in the seventies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The noon Gen <laughs> X for life, bro. <laughs> Gen X. <laughs> anyway, right. Right. Oh, oh, oh! 
What I was saying was, <laughs> Braille do these videos where they turn anything into a skateboard, so like, they fix trucks and wheels and that onto like an axe and try and kick, flip it and stuff like that. And um, I felt like sending them that and we're like, we'll try riding this bastard. See, <laughs> I, I, saw them, I saw them skate a glass skateboard. That ended badly. One made you a Lego. Just things like that. Well, here's one that'll fucking kill you. Try riding that. <laughs> I put my fucking 12-year-old daughter on it. <laughs> I anyway, mean, so, so that's my skateboarding story. In the interim, like me and Baz have met up face to face. Face to face. Yeah. Cinema. Oh, cinema. Uh, fucking twice. Memorable. Obviously a memorable night. Memorable because yeah. we hadn't done it in a fucking year and a bit. Like twice. I was in a I was in what I believe is called a sub-state. <laughs> Remember I, that? Yeah. Yeah. So, is uh, that the last episode? Yep. I don't remember any of that at know. all. It was, one of it was a while ago, in fairness. But yeah, we, we've caught up. So we went to see, uh, we went to see a couple of movies. Um, and it was fun. It was great. We had, fu- we had fun like doing stuff outside. Yep. It was cool. Uh, even though it was outside to go inside... To sit in the cinema where everything and basically like, nobody else goes. It's literally me, Duncan, and Big Dave. Pretty much, yeah. The social distance uh, is a weird thing. Like no one can sit. Like it's not even two meters. It's just no one can sit near you, and it's all yeah. in a tiny room. So yeah, we've been to do that, and I thought we were the coolest kids in town. But as I was like, look at us doing shit like that, and then I go to sleep one night, and then I wake up, and then there's this picture of Liam doing a kickflip. Was Scott what I can only imagine Scott was holding his dick and flames were shooting out of it because that's literally what it looked like. Um, you two gentlemen have a lot of explaining to do. Um, you don't uh, do half measures, Duncan. Yeah, but uh, clearly yeah. not. Uh, you'd been drinking, I could tell. Um, so like you can you can start us off because I believe this was at your abode, Scott. Is that right? Yeah, well, originally what we were going to do was uh, we seen that uh, restrictions were kind of easing. I thought, hey, well, I'll book a couple of beer gardens for, for the boys and we'll go and meet up and we'll have a wee Saturday together. Could not book anything in Glasgow at all mm. because it was Glasgow was going to level two that weekend or the weekend before. This was this was weeks out. We couldn't book anything. And then I was just casually floated the idea to Lauren. She says, I'll have the guys up to the house. I'll go and stay at my mum's. And I thought... <laughs> Bet she's what? fucking regretting that. That <laughs> <laughs> so was it. I was, I know, it may have been a year, been a year in the making. I was ready for this. I'd cut my grass like three times in the week. I got me a pair of scissors for Tesco. I was trimming up the side of the path and all that. I put me candles next to the bed for barbecue, a fire pit out. I rolled out the barrel that I got in the, the, the shed. I did see tiki lamps in one of the photos, yeah, actually. Yeah. I rolled out my, my barrel, which I turned upside down, didn't realise it was a Jim Beam barrel. I was quite impressed with that. Rolled that in the corner for a wee bit of ambience. Built the gazebo, just was you know fully ready and prepared, and then my pals came out and I spanked the boat uh, Buckfast at two o'clock in the afternoon. And the rest is history for me. <laughs> I get too excited and peak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite thing about you like like organising like you know, like your wife going like that. You should just have them round and have a nice night. You're like great, but the the best things that come out of that is the fact that you guys detail in photographs and videos that you make public exactly the shit you get up to, whether it's Scott breaking his thumb because he's wrestling, um, or flames. I swear to God, I swear to God that was actually that was nearly like a year or two years to the day that party. Unbelievable. <laughs> so who had the flamethrower? I think yeah, it was why, like, why? Right, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the flamethrower is a weed burner. So if you if you if you'd use it properly, it's like a wee kind of blowtorch that you put on the weeds in the ground and just sets them in fire. 
Now, what I had was, just because I was putting a lot of stuff on, I thought, for quickness, I'll get these burn the bags, like, for the barbecue. And I let them in fire, and sure as hell, like, doing it, try to do it the fast way, doesn't work. They just, the fire kept going out. So, I'll get the weed burner, putting it on the, the barbecue, keeping the, keeping the flame on it. And our pal Perry is an absolute fire starter. He's just, he's a pyromaniac. He, he is a fire. genuine pyromaniac. Like, he will burn everything and anyone you love, he will burn. <laughs> but I did have the fire pit set up and I said to him, in there, there's a box of cardboard that is free for you to burn within this fire pit throughout the night. And he's like, gas. So we're using the fire burner to, to set the, the, the fire pit going because I wanted also everybody to either be away or fighting down between like 10 and 12, like and get down toward the house. So we set the fire early when the sun was still up. But Perry very quickly discovered that if you flip the weed burner, it doesn't just go blue torch, it goes quite a big orange flame. And then also our other pal was there who had like, I think a Samsung phone, which was taking incredible photos. The lighting was great. And then we just, you know, so enter, enter <laughs> Liam, <laughs> Scott, see that skateboard that you stood on for seven seconds before you died? Go and get me, because this could really be cool. Oh, so, thank God. I thought you had gone to that party with your skateboard. I thought you had actually become <laughs> no, that guy. No, no. <laughs> My skateboard was also there, but I wanted to use Scott's. So <laughs> I was like, Scott, get that skateboard out. So I tried to kickflip, missed miserably every time I didn't land a single thing that photo was a full lie I didn't land hey, any of them you posted the after the after photo as well yeah, because I'm honest yeah. yeah I'm straight away I'm saying listen everything on the net isn't exactly true you also get idiots that will fall on their ass and kick the table with a buck fast in the, the mad dog as you fired the skateboard while holding the weed burner so then everyone then thought right I want to actually get a, the kind of similar picture so then everyone was trying it. Then, someday, I don't know who, thought it would be a good idea to give Perry the flamethrower and make him stand and hold it and shoot it through people's legs, proceeding where our pal, Innes, all his leg hair burnt off in seconds. <laughs> it was stinking. Scott had been making excellent barbecue. The food was delicious. Everything was spot on. Now, all ruined because it absolutely reeks of a guy for shots. It's burnt like here. Yeah. Disgusting. I mean, you are, like, that photograph is, like, testament to what those, like, those influencers do online, you know, where they, they get, like, they set up the whole thing so it looks like they're on a plane. And you're, like, the photos were brilliant. That, that photo is... They were so awesome. It was the cat. That camera was insane. Without any editing, he turned it round and we're, like... That's a magazine shot like mm. that. The colours are so vibrant. So then obviously I got it and enhanced them even more so it looks like <laughs> we're in some me. sort of fucking avatar. I, did, I did wonder, I was like, Liam's, <laughs> Liam's bulge looks bigger than usual. Has. Is that camera trickery? No, no. Of course it is. Of, of course. course it is. That's what, that's what the bulge function is. That's what the bulge <laughs> function is. Why else would you is? use it? Bulge so, filter. So when we're putting that up, and then obviously later on, it just... Because the mistake Scott made here was let Perry see that he had a flamethrower. Because then <laughs> later on, like, Scott died off maybe about five o'clock, six o'clock. <laughs> Wait, he's bad. It was barely like half ten, don't let him kid you on. <laughs> so uh, about half five, six o'clock, Scott was absolutely gone. Things were all happening. So me and Perry then thought, 
all right, we'll go stand at the fire pit. Well, everything that's going on happen, just heart to hearts and parties, and we'll go up here. Perry found the flamethrower again, <laughs> and the candles and the candle holders and other things in Scott's garden that were flammable, and proceeded to burn the lot. <laughs> 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 literally just burning just putting things in the fire pit and burning it and it went to happen if Scott hadn't died at 4 o'clock it was more like quarter to two just after that arrived <laughs> <laughs> but I will say anything Scott knows how to host a party because every time you go he has something wild happens and you get the best scran of your life that chimichurri sauce only because I was also part of that Incredible. <laughs> you know, I've actually fancied trying my hand at that. I've never made it, but I see it lathered on a steak and it looks fucking crack. Yeah, we rattled it together in about a minute or two, didn't we? Leave it's it's just very, nice. very simple, Buzz. It's not, nice. it's no, no cooking involved. A couple of chopping bits and just put it all together. And well, I've delicious. made two of your recipes in the past, uh, Scott. I made your uh, shrimp tacos, oh, yes. I made your pork carnitas, yeah. and both of them were the fucking tits. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll be getting a wee recipe off you there, big man. But uh, you need to stop letting that wee handicap boy play with fire, by the way, because that's just... <laughs> somebody's going to end up getting Perry, up. Like, Perry's, the, Perry's the guy that we told you about that when we went to Fright Fest. Like, he showed up with his aid bottles full of fucking wine. Which he, which he proceeded... And he always, gets, he always gets sat right beside me because these two fuckers sit up the back and then like put their missies either side of them to burn. Probably the wagon burned. I need the leg room. Well, I'm just saying, like the pyro thing, I didn't know about. And that's the sort of thing you tell someone that's going to be sitting beside no, someone for two days. The thing is, Perry brings Lucas in bottles full of wine and then passes the book to everybody else. So everybody else gets fucked and he just sits back and laughs at you. He does. He, he went to... We went to a weekend at Aviemore, and there was like the there was the whole house centered around this kind of big center console, a big chimney, and a big. I fire. feel I've, I've heard this a story about this before. Aye, Something going a fire. Aye, the curtains. Like the boys know right. <laughs> the boys know right. You need to cut him loose. It's a fucking Airbnb. It was even before Airbnb. We booked this house. We fucking my name on the on the lit on the like registered to the place, and he comes in. We start setting a fire. Everything's great. He starts throwing things. Oh, there's the kitchen all in. Oh, boom, ha 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 ha. Next thing you know, it's the curtain ties push in. I'm like, Pen, what are you doing? <laughs> we we the helmet off and in the fire. This, this towels, towels, the bed, the bath towels. <laughs> the first or second time we went to Leeds Fest, he got hooked by a girl because he walked straight into the campsite and picked up a chair and put it in the fire. <laughs> she just smacked him. <laughs> we were camping with him for the full weekend, and that was that. Just um, yes, cheers, yes, cheers in the fire. Why? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Like I love setting a fire, but he's just, um, he's just what? He's just too much. Okay. <laughs> how, how many years ago was it the Rangers went to the UEFA Cup final, Scott? What about 10 now or something like that? Oh, I think so. Was it? Aye. So uh, me and my mate Milky went away down to Manchester. <laughs> so the Rangers are playing the UEFA Cup final. Biggest fucking achievement since the 70s, making it to a European final. Nay hope a ticket, but Milky's like, Let, let's just get down and we'll stay down and. Why are you making that face? I'll kick you in your little gorgeous face. Just because you started talking about the date Rangers won the cup yeah. final, and I was like, oh, here we go. We didn't win, we lost, you prick. Oh, it's a sad story then. That's Why would you say that? Why would you say that? 
this so this, I mean, this just could be a good them. story, guys, because this uh, this You're Rangers party in Manchester has is, is, uh, made headlines. So uh, there was, <laughs> I, I don't know how many hundred thousand Rangers fans turn up because obviously it's a European final. And one of the teams, it's been played in Manchester, and one of the teams comes for about 140 miles up the road. So uh, me and Milky piled in there, and we had a thing had come up on one of the Rangers forums like the day before we were leaving that this rugby club in a place called Burnage, which is kind of the outskirts of Manchester, had got a license to open the rugby pitches as a, like a campsite. So I had leapt on and booked me and Milky a, a slot in this for, for, to go camping. So we, we heads in the night before the game, get there. And there. There's quite a lot of folk in it already when we get there, but the guy takes us over right anywhere over there, boys pitch our tent. So me and Milky, both in the scouts together and all that, whips this thing up <laughs> in jig time. And then we're sitting back in our wee stools and that, having a wee can of beer, shooting the shit with the Rangers fans about us going, there's this fucking crowd of boys. They have got what I would have called, and me and Milky have been former Boy Scouts, would both call it the same thing. We'd have called it a lats tent. Lats being short for latrine. Oh. So that the, this was the type of tent that oh. we used to go in scout camps. They made into the toilet. It, it was like taller than it was wide. And it was yellow. And by the time, by the time we got there, we wandered over to them. It was leaning at like about a, maybe a 30 degree <laughs> off the fucking vertical. And they're trying to get this thing up. So me and Milky are over there trying to help them. No, 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 I can't be fucked with this, Milky. I'm going back to have a can of beer. So we went back, a couple of mere cans, we woke up the next morning. The whole thing had collapsed and these guys were now just sleeping under the tent <laughs> like a sheet. Up <laughs> <laughs> at six of them with their heads poking out the top and the canvas pulled up like a quilt. <laughs> Oh, fucking brilliant. Good times, man. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Here, uh, Duncan, we've not done what we were drinking, man. Well, this is, I was about to say, we've done the longest intro ever. I loved everything that was happening and I didn't want to interrupt. So let's go round before we do weird news from around the world because God knows there's plenty of fucking things going on just now. And let's do what are we drinking. Baz, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, I've popped a couple of fingers into my good friend, Young Master James Beam. <laughs> and, uh, and when I say a couple of fingers, it's about fucking four that I've tanned so far. And like I say, we've just, we've just finished the intro. Uh, I'm right out of control. I had a can of beer. I was finishing a film before we came on and I, I skunked a wee can of beer. So I didn't fancy a beer. And I sat down, I thought, I know. I bought a bottle of Jim Beam when I went and I didn't drink it all. Apparently, I'm going to drink it all now. I was not, <laughs> uh, one, uh, no, I want to elongate this intro anymore. Um, one of my favourite stories was you telling me about how you ended up with that bottle of Jim Beam because you were prepping to go away for like a long a holiday, essentially, a yes. mini holiday. And everyone was asking what the essentials were for packing for meals and all the rest. And what was it you asked for, Buzz? <laughs> Well, we're getting a. I'd never. I'm an older guy, right? We didn't have online shopping and all that bollocks when I was in my early forties, right? We've got stuff like that, and um, so my my wife and it was me and my wife and our kids and my elder sister-in-law and her man and their kids were going for a wee week doing in the like a farmhouse thing in the borders, and. Uh, 
them being them, they, oh, we should get like a Tesco delivery to the uh, to the farmhouse. See, was taking all that stuff down. I was like, that's fucking Older sister-in-law, you've you've you you, you set the setup here is. You're too old to understand internet shopping, but your older sister-in-law's like that. Let's get a Tesco delivery. Aye, well, my wife's 11 years younger than me, this so she's true. older than my wife. Oh, she's not anywhere near right. my age, do you know what I mean? Oh, right. Um, So they're like, we'll get a Tesco <laughs> delivery through the farmhouse, save us taking it. I'm like, I'm fucking mind-blowing. Like, That's all I'm thinking, man. That's good. Unbelievable! So uh, they're, they're doing the listen. Like, you want anything? Uh, what about something to drink? And I think like my brother-in-law is like that. Well, I, I would. I quite like a wee red wine, you know. I took a couple of cans of beer, and I'm like, yeah, all a gin bean. I want three bottles of that 19 crimes wine. I like. And uh, case of lager or something. <laughs> Entire time I was away. <laughs> you know, I say like that a bottle of Jim Beam were like, we're only going away for a week. <laughs> You're like, oh, 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 do you think I should get? <laughs> <laughs> That's a half and jest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've an ordered enough. Uh, yeah, so Baz <laughs> is on, on the Jim Beam. We had to get a second delivery halfway through the week. Of booze? Not all. Some food. <laughs> even out, even out. Scott, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am on Bestella, but I got these big massive cans. So the Americans call them uh, tall cans, but I think they call tall cans what we just call cans. Yeah. So these are even bigger, so these are definitely tall cans for us. So, is it uh, 44? Is it, it's a 44 ounce, I think it's what they call them. Tall that. cans in the air, let me see them. <laughs> 568 mils, it's a bit more than a pint. So... There you go. They are tall. Four and a half, half pints of Stella for me tonight. Thank oh, that's that much. transplant song, isn't it? It was, aye. I was going to say fuck you, and then I thought, uh, I wouldn't say it just in case anybody gets it, but that's good to know that you're... Uh, Basil get it. With it. I'm, but, I'm down with the kids, big man. Yeah. That album was about 20 years old right enough, but aye. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. That was me and my no, I'm just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying how uh, old I'm getting as well. We're all getting. Do I know what? I realised. Do I know? I've now realised I'm now old. I had to ask my sister what a, a turn of phrase means. People are saying no cap and using an emoji of a baseball cap, and I'm like, Don, going to tell me what that means because I don't know what that means. I've realised that I don't. I thought I was still with it because I knew who Justin Bieber and Dua Lipa were, and I've realised that they are actually my generation. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're old. old to me. They are. They are. They are old now. And I was like, people start saying no cap. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Don, what does that mean? I don't really know what it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I think it just means like real, like for real. So, so she tells you, and you just didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. That's age. That's Pretty age. Much. That's the age. You're the effect of age right man, now. Honestly. You're like that. Be, I will take mind. that knowledge. I will disregard it because it's nothing. And then I'll just. Hi, but bear in mind that my sister's also only. T- she's ten years younger than me, so she's twenty-six. So she is uh, also old, technically, when it comes to internet fads. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's me. this is quickly turning into grumpy old men. Right. This isn't what this podcast Liam. is. I'm still in my head, like 21, oh. 17, uh, whatever. So it's fine, man. I'll in your head, you're I'm just the video, an internet predator then. So <laughs> I'm Sorry, that's what makes you an internet yeah, predator. Uh, Bass is two seconds away from being told to sit in a stool by Chris You're the one trying to catfish me. <laughs> Liam, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I had a bottle of Thistley Cross because 
Scotland have toyed with my emotions so much over the past week that I wanted to get rid of it and get it out of my fucking house. So I've drank that and then what Magnus. Thistly Cross cider. Uh, cider. Oh, it was that cider, yeah. It has a salt air on it, so it's like, <laughs> oh, you've upset me too much, so gone. I blame and that for Sturgeon. Magnus. <laughs> oh, but well, and yep. Pirates Grog rum. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I, 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 like what what I've loved about the last week and a half, two weeks, is people talking about a sport that I couldn't give a fuck about. So, um. Like, see, when they lost, I was like, oh, no, and everyone's gutted a bit. And I was like, isn't that, being an, being a, a someone that doesn't follow football, isn't that what Scotland do, though? Isn't that what yes. we do? And everyone's no, but you, it's, it's, it's not, not what you go it's not what try to do. We didn't go there to try to lose. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Could have, like, have I on the bench? man's dick. Yes. Did I go out <laughs> intending to do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Duncan, take that, isolate that clip, and use it as his ringtone. Yes, did I intend to do it? No. <laughs> so, um, Does anybody else think that just the level Duncan's sitting at in that t-shirt, it makes him look like he's wearing a wee Wonder Woman bra? <laughs> I actually can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's the horns. It's the fucking nice. horns. Giving me the fucking horns, son. <laughs> he's in now. Easy yeah. now. Uh, tonight, so, Donkey, two drinks. What are you on? I'm on the Blue Dog. I'm on the old Elvis juice. Even though, to be honest, you don't post a photo of you drinking Brew Dog anymore because they are on the bad list. Sexual yeah. predators. Are they? Yeah. Uh, slave owners. Okay. They are slave owners. I think, Aye, slave I think owners. it's abuse in the workplace. I think, they were, I I think they were touching up some of the slaves as well. I read that later. I that's, <laughs> that's what I took for it anyway. Allegedly. slavery. Uh, allegedly, uh, so I'm, I'm on. I'm on the brew dog, and uh, I'm I'm drinking this fucking what what Scott referred to as sheep shagger. I'm going to probably take that on. It's uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. Sheep shagger. Sheep shagger. <laughs> sheep shagger. Um, peanut whiskey and it, peanut butter whiskey is it's all right. It's it's grown on me, but I don't know if I love it. I uh, I feel I, I need it. to apologise to the African American community there for oh. possibly belittling two hundred years of oppression <laughs> and um, comparing it to a couple of disgruntled employees at a beer company. Yep. Didn't mean think, all of that. Well, came out that way. No, did, not what I was aiming did for. Did you say slavery or sexual slavery? Because you might want to be apologising to like the Romanians who end up being sex trafficked. I didn't say sexual slavery. No, oh, I, I, mean, I, that, say, I, I apologise yeah. to the Romanians. I, I, know, I know where you're coming from, Scott. Generally, when there's something coming out of Bazzi's mouth, you assume the connotation towards sexual abuse. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a given. It's a given. Um, so, so, right, Baz. Sexual slavery is the name of my new album. Uh, I can't wait to listen to it and be part of it. Nice. Um, Baz, <laughs> like, I, I'm going to ask you just now, I, I floated the idea earlier on, but I don't know... Has Baz learned anything new in the last month? Or is he still finger well, on the pulse, big man? Finger on the This is pulse. a little unconscious segue on your part there, donkey boy. Yes. Uh, I learned a few things about my country and its uh, attitude towards its national football team. Oh. Now, uh, for, the, uh, for the folk like Duncan, who are not big fans of sport of any description apart from the last athletics. one, you quite like the athletics. last one. 
Athletics. I'll be following I the said, Olympics. I said sports, son. Yeah, sports. actual actual <laughs> sports that predate football by a couple of thousand years. But it's fine. Fine. Got you. Aye, because I believe like, the Greeks and the Romans, I think, kind of started it in, in naked. fucking each other in bathhouses. Naked. That's, that's naked how because, men, yeah, listen, that's how men do sports. They do that's naked what gym, That's what gymnasium stands for. It, translate, it translates as naked uh, uh, butt stuff. Yep. Scotland qualified for the European Championships our first major finals in 23 years right everybody was cock a fucking hoop because it's on the BBC and STV and the right, so it's all over your fucking telly, but at least for the first week or two, we had somebody that we could support, that we actually were eligible to support, <laughs> as opposed to Celtic fans following fucking Ireland and Rangers fans following anybody that fucking Ireland is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we didn't get through, we didn't qualify, right? So we played, you're in little groups of four, so like a little league with four teams in it. So you play three games and we lost the first one, drew the second one against England, which was very good, and then lost the third one. And before the third game, everybody's going like that. Well, it's still in our own hands. Right. We played (laughs) twice (laughs) and we're drawn once and lost once. So we have one point. Out of possible six. There were six groups. The top two from each went through. Plus the four best third place teams. At that fucking point, everybody's still in with a shout. Do you know what I mean? If you can come third out of four and still qualify, it's fuck all to be proud of. You know what I mean? But Scotland, but they're going fucking insane because we're out. We've not got there in 23 years. We got there. We didn't completely humiliate ourselves. It went great at points. Other we points scored we one goal. We scored a goal. <laughs> that would have been fucking embarrassing if we'd gone through all three and we scored. <laughs> that would have been fucking humiliating. But we didn't. But now they're all up and arms went and the manager sacked and all that. He's done what none of the other managers, two or three of which I have enormous amounts of respect for, have failed to do in the past two plus decades. The man got us there. We didn't embarrass ourselves. Yeah, we could have done better in maybe one of the games, but we didn't embarrass ourselves. And all these fucking clowns are still up in arms about it. Shut the fuck up and just be thankful we're there. Do you know what I mean? We get a good result result after the old enemy. Yes. We put a fucking brilliant game and we shut them up because they expected to absolutely horses. And also, people are going on as if Croatia are full of like brickies and labourers or something like that. They've got one of the best players that's played in yeah. European football for the last beautiful you know, Norman years. Here's, here's my problem. Here's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's my problem, right? <laughs> I see what like, the BBC News is just full of football and all the rest, and it's all Scotland's out and all the rest. And then this tiny little side panel at the side, like tiny little. Scroll across and this little headline here. Scotsman wins world's strongest man. First ever Scotsman to do it. Fucking ever. Relegated to this little bit here over 
Scotland loses in a football game that no one expected them to win. Aye, I just this all, is the it, no, problem. It all goes, it goes on the it goes on the audience view. We've there's a Scotsman who is absolutely outstanding on the on a, a, the American stage at MMA who'd fucking done incredible. He did amazing. Pop, pop my arm out of a socket, and you don't hear about it. No, so there's plenty of Scottish athletes out there. It's football. It's everyone. Everyone. It's football. Every, because the audience like is all Get watching football. The Get entire country's watching football. The entire nation's watching football. Get Only like select portions are watching. People only watching World's Strongest Man on a Sunday at when Christmas. At Christmas. Every fucking year from me now, I'll be watching it at Christmas. I'll tell you right now. Draped in the fucking saltire, singing "Old Flower of Scotland." I'm at, right. Granted, I'm six months later than when I should have been doing it. And even do you want the results, to know why he? Do you want to know why his victory in the world's uh, strongest man was uh, ignored? Why, Buzz? Here we go. Anti-Rangers bias. <laughs> what? He's a Rangers supporter, the boy. I'm fairly sure that's not why the BBC. Uh, it's the BBC. Here we fucking Rangers go. And b- Here bias. we go. Wait, wait, wait. What did they also? Shite. Hey, no. Did the BBC ignore Drew McIntyre's winning of the uh, the WWF? No, it was uh, actually. Man, no, it was a, a fake man, sport. I didn't see that on sport. the. Hey, it's a fake sport. But I didn't see that on the BBC. It was so, on uh, the anti anti Rangers bias. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I watched the BBC all the time. Actually, my favourite thing about it was like Drew McIntyre's winning of the thing was on the sports page. And I was like that. Yeah. It's entertainment. It's not fucking sports. Did, uh, did, I, did I ever tell you how I got kicked out of Drew McIntyre's party one time? You have never, and I want to hear this. Here's <laughs> tell me, tell me you were pissed up and you've got him on your phone singing the sash. That's what I'm to Right, so it Playing an imaginary so flute, come on. We were in, we were in, uh, we were in the cat house, as, uh, as we tended to be quite often, and uh, Lauren, was meet, Lauren had bumped into friends that she knew from before. And I'm just I'm just partying away, drinking whatever else. Next thing you know, we get these bands. And I was like, I put the band on, that's great. I said, like, what does it mean? It means you can get in the back. You know how upstairs in the back, the wee small bar? Yeah. Well, that was rented out for a private function this evening. So he had these bands on. We went up to the bouncer and he's like, yeah, band on, and you go. Empty bar, went over, bought my drinks. There was people all sitting around that kind of curve. Bought my drinks, went away back out to the main bar, dancing away. Yeah, this is great. This bar's fucking empty. Because this was at the time where the cat house has got like fucking six deep at the bar. Aye. Get back up again. Buy my drinks and I could feel some eyes on me. I was like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. Went back a third time. I come back and the boy says to me, the bouncer says to me, how do you know them? And I looked over and I was pished, pished at my tits at this point. <laughs> and I looked over, there's people sitting around just kind of like having whatever their night, my private night. And I was just like, and I could not remember for the life of me where I got this armband. I could not, I could not remember that Lauren had gave me it. I could not remember where she got it from. I was just like, I don't know, and he just went like, snip, cut it off. I said, like, get out. It was the next day. The next day when I woke up, and I was like, I've just got a flashback again. Kicked out of that back back bar, and one's like, I, my pal uh, is the wrestler Drew McIntyre. Like he's, I met him and he brought his armbands and stuff. He was back there with all these American wrestlers and their, you know, Playboy porn star wives. I was like, if you mean to say, I get kicked out, a, I get kicked out a party with pro wrestlers and porn stars and and. Uh, I didn't even know I was there. <laughs> <Just like, "Aye." laughs> so your wife is friends with the WWE champion. Yeah, yeah. But she's the first it. first Scottish champ. In fact, first Scottish, first British champion, first Scottish champion. One of the two. Yeah, I think first, so. Right? I mean, we don't really. It was British all American. Champion, time. Champion, yeah. first, first, first British champion uh, they've ever had, and you were there, and uh, hmm. 
you fucking made that yourself. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I made an ass of myself. I think I think Big Daddy might want to argue with that. He wasn't in the WWE. He wasn't in the WWE. No, he was in real wrestling. Yeah, AEW. Fan was an athlete. Let's let's not call it this. Did you see his physique? Was he an athlete, Buzz? Grew up watching it, mate. That was real wrestling. <laughs> Wait, so, right. I know these American homosexual gentlemen well, let's, before, before we go down theories. this road before let, let, let's, let's switch into news let's get a couple of news stories out here I'm going to start us off with one right, I'm sitting in the pitch black so I'm going away to turn the light on while Duncan bores the tits off everybody <laughs> this is a great fucking story as well Baz because it sounds like the sort of thing that Bazzy's house might be urine saturated home dubbed Little Slice of Hell is listed for $590,000. A brutally honest realtor described the Colorado home as having profanity scrawled across the walls and a fridge filled with rotten meat. You'd think a realtor trying to sell a home for $590,000 US dollars that she described as a little slice of hell would have a devil of a time. But the realtor, Mimi Foster, terrible name, uh, said that the dilapidated five-room, four-bathroom uh, Colorado Springs home adorned with spray-painted sayings like suck my ass and feces stuffed in the drawers is a pretty hot commodity. Foster told local news channel Denver 7 that she'd received 16 written cash offers within the first 24 hours of the house being on the market. She would say, I listed the vacant houses, I list vacant houses all the time, and I've not seen this kind of hysteria even in this market. I've gotten about 89 text messages since we've gotten the house this afternoon. She explained to the outlet that the housing market in Colorado is red hot. There's vastly fewer listings than usual, and houses are selling as is, which is important when we go into the next bit. And this particular house needs a lot of fixes. Enforcers listing for the literal house of horrors posted to Redfin, the realtor, was brutally honest in her descriptions of the home. She says it's not for the faint of heart. As you enter, there are soaring ceilings and an open floor plan with a second floor overlook. You will also notice there is not one surface of the home that has not been enhanced with black spray paint or a swinging hammer. She added, but don't let that slow you down. It's not nearly as daunting as the freezer in the basement that's full of meat that hasn't had electricity for over a year. So be sure to wear your mask. She notes that there's a black patio, but don't go out there as the decking is not necessarily attached to the house in a manner that you might hope. She also admits that the house is located in, in the pink of a geological landslide area. Come feast your senses, she concludes. Don't go back on deck. Do not open the freezer in the basement. There is human and animal feces left in the living room to greet you as you walk in. She says this is the first time that she entered the property. And then she said that the prior tenement had a menagerie of animals and that the the carpets were saturated with urine all throughout the house. As horrid as the house may be, nothing can prepare one for the possibility of this horrid detail. It's my understanding that she had cats... Foster said to, about the prior tenant, but tragically, when she moved out, she left two of them in the bathroom, and it appears that they've been there for some time. So, <laughs> there you go. House in, house in Colorado Springs, five bedroom, four bathroom, 590,000 soaked in urine, 
covered in animal feces with a freezer in the basement full of rotten meat and two dead cats in the bathroom. I've got three things can I to, to, to ask of this, course. Point, this story. One. Uh, well, actually, this is more of a statement. $590,000, it's obviously location, 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 isn't it? Yes, sir. Two, she's had 16 cash offers in the first 24 hours. Why the fuck has she got 16 cash offers in the first 24 hours? That monstrosity should have been sold to the first person that says, <laughs> I've got 516000 to give you right now for that house. Aye, me bother. Take it off my hands. Third, <laughs> so the graffiti suck my ass. Now, what does an actual sucking of an ass actually feel like? Yeah, I just was wondering. I've, I've, never, been, I've never done it or received Amazing. it. I just was wondering. If... Look at bass. Like, I'm just thinking, I've just been saying it out loud, I just thought, do you just, like, clamp the lips over the, like, you know, like an asshole and just go... Maybe? You can feel it right up in your liver. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there was pictures, and there's a video as well, if you if you YouTube it, you'll find it, but there was pictures, and it just looked like the most horrific graffiti. Oh, I thought you meant there was pictures of an ass sucking. No, there were so in the house. Well, I'm well, pretty sure there's pictures of that online. Fairly sure if you Google it, you'll find it. But yeah, like the pictures of the inside of the house, it looked, it looked fucking horrific. Absolutely horrific. Um, but apparently, like Colorado is a place to live nowadays. So, five hundred ninety thousand—that's what. That's, that's about three hundred and three hundred twenty. You know what I mean? That's way too 000. much. So that's way too much. It's because weed's legal in Colorado. I mean, I would stay in a cat. That was, was one of the first ones. Was it no Colorado, Liam? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was but, one of the first illegal. Look at me. I look. I look like Willie Nelson before. <laughs> you do look a bit like Willie age. Nelson. Uh, and I would well live in a fucking piss stained house just to be able to <laughs> swap we what do. The, uh, <laughs> Duncan, are you aware of the prices of the neighbours' houses? I don't know anything about that. Uh, you just figuring out if that's like part of the course of what the houses are worth or if this is drastically think, less. I, I do think Colorado is like very expensive to live in because of its proximity to the Rockies and stuff like that. So I think the top three house this could be an absolute false. Just fact. lie it, just so lie it. I want to say it now. Just lie it. You are lipsly making it up <laughs> as you're speaking. <laughs> the top three cities in America for like where rent and Airbnbs and stuff is so high is like Nashville, New York in Colorado. I, I don't that. know if it's in that order, but like, Nashville's Colorado's definitely Colorado's a fucking state, so that's just wrong. Denver, Sorry, Denver. somewhere in Colorado Denver. or Colorado. It'll be, it'll be Denver. Fucking. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Baz, you're a prick. Does he know that Tesco will deliver yep. chicken kiosks to your house? <laughs> but all I know is Colorado's a state. Do it's you know practical what? knowledge. It's going to deliver to a farmhouse in the middle of Bastard Nowhere. <laughs> mental <laughs> of course they will right well, back to Duncan's boring ass news story it sounds like I, I'm no, actually I thought I was I was like at the point where I picked it I was like that you know Duncan you've outdone yourself yes you have Duncan these guys will love it Baz won't say anything mean and that was the that was the point where things went wrong I should never have shut thought up Wonderbra <laughs> people can't see it but it does actually at this angle it looks it like does, I've got yeah. tits <laughs> which is which is ironic because I've spent the last fucking couple of weeks rid of them. bastard like, honestly running my legs to the point that I can't walk right um, trying to get rid of them and if anything this t-shirt's just made them look bigger well listen I tell you I saw you at the cinema the other night big man and I complimented you on how you were looking yeah you did you said you yeah. fingered me and I wasn't ready for that and then I did <laughs> 
Uh, no, I was. Just, I recently listened to the the podcast, uh, the last podcast on the left mm-hmm. redid a series on Big Crowley. They did, yeah. And um, they talked about, and I think it was in the third episode they were talking about the Abbey of Thelema, which was that fucking church thing that in Greece. him and his wee kind of cult, eh? In Greece. Greece or Italy or one Aye. of the fucking things, yeah. And that was the same. It was lots of shit smeared ruin by the time they fucking left. And they had to kick them out. And some of the fucking like group sex groupies that he had in the place were still there about twelve years after he fucking uh, yeah, left. Yeah, the only reason they got evicted though is because, like, <laughs> the step that was too far is a, a donkey had sex with a woman, which if you were in Tijuana that's fine, but in Greece it's a no go. Yeah, considering a baby had fucking died in it. That's right. That was right. The government was fine with that, but when a horse is, when a donkey's don't penis the donkeys. enters a woman, don't fuck her. Just don't tell the government. Basically, that's like a bus in Greece. That is the first mistake. That's like a bus in Greece. <laughs> so, a no, bus in transport. Uh, right, let's let's do another news story then. Let's get away from Duncan's boring story. Um, let's do uh, let's do Scott. Scott, right, good, story? because uh, I've not actually read my story through, so I don't know if this is good oh, or shit. bad. Oh. Right? <laughs> He's left to these camera as well. This is <laughs> and again, because, again, it's on my phone, so I need to click out here, and hopefully you can still hear me in a second. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yes, Scott, good. I can still right. hear you. Now. <laughs> my favourite thing. Who has Nas- that on his fucking profile picture? That's not Scott. That is. What's my profile picture? You. Some guy okay. with a big chain hanging out his top. That's it. Uh, no, that's my. That's when I look my best. Right now, I look like uh, my hair's too long because <laughs> Liam told me to cut it. Aye, because we were going to be in the new Indiana Jones film. But I know we found it, it was Indiana it Jones filming. It's it's already filming, so we've missed it. We can't. Ah, we now just have long hair and we've got this for no reason, and we're going to be in Indiana Jones. So yeah. I think right, you can see party. just before. <laughs> See, oh. just before, this is reminding me, I'm before Scott. Scott, turn your camera back right, on, big man. I'm don't end up here for a wee second. I, I was on Instagram the other day, Scott, right? Uh-huh. And I, I, oh, I, no. found, I found somebody uh-huh. on Instagram that was suggested as a friend for me, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And... Uh, <laughs> you can't stop laughing, uh, this is bad. It's uh, one Gerard Howley. My dad? Your dad right now. Now, what I, what I would like to know, Scott, is why does your father think it is appropriate to use hashtags along the lines of hashtag, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hashtag, no, no. hashtag, Liam was here, I don't know what Nebukaki, hashtag Nebukaki, Nebukaki, hashtag Dast on us. <laughs> if I, I'm just going to leave it at those two. The rest aren't quite as bad. He really, he opens fucking quite badly. You know what I mean? So basically... That was all Scott's dad. We had nothing to do with that. Move on. We, were, we went out from my, my home stag. We had went to... Fuck, what did we, we went to Prague for my stag. A bit from my oh, home no, stag, hold so. on. I found some more. <laughs> right, so you start the next 40... <laughs> Hashtag my son is getting married. That's nice. Hashtag Bukaki again. <laughs> Hashtag Waxio Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag 
Hot Guys UK. <laughs> <laughs> You should see the amount of likes we got for Hot Guys UK. Uh, oh, man. Honestly, just got off a shrine with your dad. Oh, my dad doesn't even know that. My dad doesn't even know that he's attached to that. That's that's either me or my brother that's put that for him on that night. He literally left like 10 minutes after that to get the train home. So he says, Have a good night, guys. And we were all like, pushing ourselves laughing, waxing your stoners. Ha ha. <laughs> Oh, man, that's about three or four year old. That's like the only pictures he's got. That's <laughs> <laughs> only two pictures of his account. Oh, man. Oh, oh sorry. Scott, on you go with your music. Right. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> so, the headline for my story is NASA. Send squid from Hawaii into space. <laughs> sounds, sounds good, doesn't it? The baby Hawaiian bobtail squid were blasted into space earlier this month on a SpaceX resupply mission to the International Space Station. This is obviously Elon Musk saying, "I man, fucking put a squid in my space station, my rocket. That's good. Put your squid, squid in my space station. Album number two. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of baby squid from Hawaii are in space for study. Right? The baby bobtail squid were raised at the University of Hawaii's Kualo Marine Laboratory and were blasted into space this month in a SpaceX resupply mission. Researcher Jamie Foster, who completed her doctorate at the University of Hawaii, is studying how space... Do you know what? See when you say the University of Hawaii, it doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence that, you know, that they're not just sitting back, like, being fat as fuck playing a ukulele, does it? No. It sounds like one of these universities you send an email to and then they send you a certificate. Aye. Uh, she's studying how spaceflight affects squid in hopes of bolstering human health during long space mis- long space missions. The Honolulu Star Advertiser reported on June 21st. Now this is actually really quite interesting because I found out this story today when I was out with uh, with Lorna and I was like, shit, I need to get a funny news story for for the night recording. <laughs> I need to get. <laughs> I was like, I need to get a fun news story for the night recording. And Lorna, as you heard it in stupid or weird, and Lorna's like, well, I've read it as NASA sending squid to space. And she was like, tell me about, oh, about it. And it's actually really quite interesting. <laughs> now, the squid have a symbiotic relationship with natural bacteria that help regulate their bioluminescence. When astronauts are in low gravity, their body's relationship with microbes changes. Listen. <laughs> right? I, I so, think Scott's missing the whole fucking point of this podcast. <laughs> it's actually quite interesting. I know, you're right. You're right. I have. I've missed the point, haven't I? New scientist says... <laughs> You're a ba- your story better be the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard, Baz. I can't wait to get to mine because it puts you both to shame. Right, no, but, but basically, right, can I just like, right, to, to, long story short, basically what happens is when people go to space, they, they can't tell they're getting sick, so they get like flus and different kind of back, like like viruses and bacterial like and infections and stuff, and they don't know they're getting sick. So what they're going to do is send these squid into space trying to see how their uh, molecular body changes, freeze them, bring them back and do a lot of studies on them. Basically to figure out, eventually, to be able to send people to Mars and further and to populate other countries so we can get away from this shite show that is the human race. <laughs> why Why do you not know they're getting sick? Well, that's what we're trying to find out with the squid. Surely if you've got the fucking flu, you feel like crap and you're like, you Yeah, you do eventually. But it misses, there's like, there's like the, the, the early part that you would get on the gravity here. 
something to do with it. doesn't gravity. Just it hit with it straight away. Yeah. Right. Got so you, got you. Uh, they're trying to figure that out so that we can stop getting sick, so we can travel for longer and we can survive and populate other planets and fuck them up, I know. 100% Liam looks like Willie Nelson is fucking freaking me, by the way. He's just, he's just, that. he's just, he's mental. He's no right. He's only just got so much money he can whatever he wants. Who is? Elon Musk. This is an intergalactic squid sex ring that Scott's oh, just blown wide like, fucking open on this podcast. Elon Musk is the biggest fucking troll ever and I love it. He's just like that. You know what? I represent this crypt- cryptocurrency and everyone's like, buy it, buy it, buy it. And then he's like that. Joking, lols. And then it crashes and he makes more money. I got I got like a very, very quick tip just before he went on Saturday Night Live that I figured he's not going to big up this currency that he's in because if people buy it and it goes tits up afterwards, then he's re- he's responsible for it. He actually went on and done the opposite. I sold the day before he went on it, made 600 quid off 40 pounds. Right. Well, Who is it, Daddy? This is no longer Jaws' shite and other regrettable outbursts. This is... Scott's going to teach us his wisdom and we're all going to retire young. <laughs> like, yeah, Scott, Scott's paying for the next fucking day out we're all having. Well, that's it. Uh, well, Liam, no, I think Liam. he has. He has to replace all the tiki lamps at Perry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liam, so. remember when I was uh, telling you that, uh, a couple of weeks ago that my, my account was now down like 50, 60 quid? Aye. Yeah. It's now up. I, I sold everything. I've invested in Wish. You know that really stupid thing that's like t- sells absolute nonsense? Uh, I'm now I'm now up 150. I'm expecting to be up a couple of grand by the time it uh, rockets in the next two weeks. If you've invested in Wish, that's bound to happen. Right. Aye, no, I'm t- <laughs> aye. It, it'll take a couple of months to get here, but I'll get there eventually. Aye, that, that's that's grand, two grand. will actually be like two pence. Yeah, I, 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 like, see, see all the like. I, I've got a friend that does all the stock market stuff, and he's forever posting things in our, our Facebook chat. Um, of how well he's doing that day and all the rest, I literally don't have a clue. Um, and I've never been like I've had people try and explain it to me, still don't have a clue. So, my uh, Scott's two grand for wish, it'll be the bank of Smurf. It'll be delivered in fucking Smurf notes, it'll be delivered in crotchless pants and fucking dildos if it's from Wish. That's what they're like, we think we might like this, and I'm like, they've got to rival Amazon. My uh. My dad getting into stocks and shares. So you were about uh, to say your dad got into crotchless pants. Sex swings and all that up, I wish. No, couldn't even work the internet. Um, no, back when he was still, when he was still working, obviously before he died, um, he got into kind of low-level investing and it was a, a friend of theirs for the church uh, was into it kind of thing and she explained to my dad how it all worked and everything. And actually, when I uh, graduated and went to buy my first flat, they presented, mum and dad gave me all this money towards my deposit and everything. And it was money that they had been saving. And I can remember going to the bank and my dad, when there was like a wee boy, and he had my bank book, and he said, oh, this is your bank book, son, this is for you when you're a big boy and all that. But he had taken money... Look at Mary Poppins when he goes, two pence in the bank, tuppence to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is exactly what I thought. I think that's what it was like. Oh, that got me right in the feels there. You fucking reached for that. I love the fact you reached for it, then you delivered it, and then you were like, you know what, we'll sell it? The song. (laughs) You're doing the fucking song. Watch me. (laughs) I've never seen Mary Poppins, so I didn't really get that bit. You've never seen Mary Poppins? No. 
You, no, oh, don't hit me with it. Film. Don't hit me with it. No, as if I've asked you if you've seen, I don't know, fucking Cannibal Ferox, right? It's Mary Poppins. It's on the telly all the fucking time. You've never seen Mary Poppins. I could do up and down, mate. I was too busy shagging. Also, by the way, it's also a lie because see, uh, investing money in the bank, it's shite because the interest rate degree is like 0.01. It's, it's, it's not it's worth your time. It's horrible. <laughs> this is my whole fucking point. Uh-oh. So my dad got into stocks and shares and took a fair bit of the money I'd imagined out my savings account without my permission and invested it. But he invested in things like stagecoach, like the bus company and all that. Oh, aye. When you could get their shares for like fucking 20 pence. Cha-ching, cha-ching. And uh, so there was a sizable, he had a sizable amount of cash, like, to give me. So they gave me that uh, when I was going to buy my flat and I used some of it to buy, to put the deposit in my flat and I used some of it to buy... Um, <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, hookers. <laughs> furniture. But okay. <laughs> but furniture I, I was to li- sit on for the alcohol, I was drugs and hookers. a couple of grand and all in shares kind of thing. And over about the next fucking 18 months... I just cashed them all in, sold them and spent them and I went on holiday to Cyprus and all that. I had a fucking whale of a time. And uh, my old man was fucking raging when he found out I'd sold the rest of them. And about six months later, the stock market crashed and all of the savings he'd taken from him and my mum's fucking uh, pension fund, basically, fucking worthless. I was still hung over to Spat Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a happy story or not, right? Now. Well, I'm not that happy about either. My mother, my mother was like they did; they lost quite a lot of money. Uh, and it, but um, but see, my and my mum was very much like, "Oh, this isn't safe, Jimmy. This is it's like gambling." He's like, "It's all like fucking gambling," and it wasn't for me because I won and cashed it all in. But um, all my parents didn't. Yeah, parents didn't. Yeah. They were left desolate. Right. Fuck that. Is, you know how much they're paying a month in a mortgage? Story. £12. So fuck them. Okay? £12. So Aye. <laughs> yeah. Two bedroom Victorian fucking townhouse thing up the top of fucking Dunoon. Bottom. Bottom half, granted. They don't own the whole building, but they own the fucking bottom bit. £12 a month. No wonder. I remember. It's just loud with knife fights. What would you want to be on the ground floor for? You might be high up because it it's can't no get little, through the son, It's a professional fucking sport. I'm not doing it in fucking streets. Uh, there's, there's rings. Oh. We do it doing the coal pier. <laughs> a knife, a knife fighting ring. Yeah. What's well, going really a ring? Explain that to me. Explain the rules of knife fighting right now. Well, two guys Two guys Two guys or one Saturday, guy leaves. You are allowed a knife of your choosing, but it can't be a sword. What about machete? Somewhere in between. There's a length length, uh, restriction and also a width restriction when it comes to knives. So it's like like sex as well. And there is also a length (laughs) restriction when it comes to the rope because you are tied round the waist and then tied to your opponent so you can't run off like a little (laughs) fucking tooth. Also like... (laughs) Not not that we're allowed to say words like that anymore. Also like sex then, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people are homosexual so they can't run away, I've got you. Exactly, exactly. And then then you just tie to each other and you just knife each other. Just stabby as fuck after that, really. Stabby. There is a skill to it, don't get me wrong. I don't believe yeah, being the first being the first to stab, surely. Surely just being yeah, the first and, one. And obviously <laughs> if you bleed less as a <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That, that's a 
a skill. The trick, and the trick skill. is to knife your opponent before you get tied to him. And yeah, but being, hard, being hard as fuck helps as well. Being hard That's an automatic fuck. disqualification. What, Liam. being hard as fuck? No, no that's, if that's you knife action. them before you're fully tied. Because yeah. obviously you're going to aim for an artery, they're going to fucking die. Doesn't that mean if your opponent dies, doesn't that mean you win by proxy, though? No, there's a yeah, you, you won through cheating. Oh, so yeah. You're banned for six months. <laughs> Only six months, but no death. I think I can live with that. <laughs> Just call we'll me not, a we'll cheater, then. Uh, right. Regulation um, control. <laughs> so, right. yeah, anyway, back to the £12 Aye, a fucking month. He on. came to me this fucking time, he's like that. I've just, I went down the bank there last week, son. I just paid half the mortgage. There was only £450 left on it. I just thought I would get rid of it. What? That was still a two year left in the fucking mortgage, basically. What was, what was like the, what was the average wage at this point, though? Because surely it's in lime inflation. And they, bought, that was... they bought that house when I was six, I think. So they bought it in about 79 80 Right. Uh, I don't know what the fucking average wage was. I know they had to get a bridging loan at I'd, the time. I'd, but the old man was a head chef by then, so he used to make quite a lot of money. Like, I, I, like our our mutual friend, our mutual friend, Big Sexy Dave, Big Sex mm-hmm. Bond Dave. Um, him and his him and his uh, his girlfriend now, his wife. They got they stayed in a flat in Grangemouth, and then oh they, yeah, they you know, they bought it off the council and paid it off within five years. Yeah, and then sold it for. Like a flat that they got, which they then renovated, made it look fucking lush as fuck, and they paid off the mortgage in that. There was a certain time period where mortgages and all the rest, if you were relatively safe with your money, mortgages were cheap as fuck, and then everything went tits up. Yeah. And we should have been, we should have all done stuff. I, I, I got in, when I bought my first, my first flat in Ibrox. Was about thirty two grand I paid for your it or first, something. Your first flat where? Well, it was Cessnock, which is next to Ibrox. Right, beside it was about the a, a five yeah. minute walk from the stadium. And do you know, I only went to two games the entire time I was in there because I had a fucking mortgage to pay and I couldn't afford to go to the fucking pit or anything. See from the top window though. <laughs> but um I I then sold that about two years later and made like twenty grand and I'd done That's what nothing. I mean. Yeah, I mean it was literally exactly the same as when I moved in. But um the, the mortgages went mentally after that, but I had made enough from that. that So if, if I had bought my house about 18 months later, I would not be living in this fucking palace, to yeah. be quite truthful. And his house is a palace. Uh, right. Uh, without, like, boring folk with mortgages and payments and all the rest, which we're in danger <laughs> of doing, let's jump to some listener stories. Now, we have three listener stories this week, ladies and gents. One of them... Came in last minute and I'm very excited to read it. But we're going to get to that in a second. The first story here comes in from Anonymous, although I know who it is, but it's Anonymous. It says, going back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's for Baz. That's for Baz. Put that if in this there. is a Star Wars story, I'm already half chubbed. Well, <laughs> the reference is a Star Wars reference, but I don't know if the story is as well. But we'll find out. To my you're parents, lo- you're losing me, Duncan. Hurry up! You're losing me. <laughs> my parents' silver wedding anniversary ce- uh, celebrations at a local hotel function suite. I was 15, but already very used to buying alcohol as I was over six foot and didn't have many issues getting served. Listen, I wasn't even six foot in the shop next door to the house I lived in. Served me from when I was 13. 
That was highly irresponsible of them. Horribly. That 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 building now has not been able <laughs> that building now has been vacant because every shop that has tried to move it, like every every person that's tried to take premise of that shop cannot get a license to sell alcohol for the past twenty years. Uh, so it's because like, they sold to fucking anyone um, and it's literally it's, it's still empty it's right beside my mum's house anyway right. so did you just go in and buy like a bottle of red wine and then go into your bedroom with your Edgar Allan Poe book <laughs> I'm glad you know it wasn't Edgar Allan Poe it was Lovecraft and Stephen King Baz so, uh, that actually sounds like a really good night I was like that <laughs> sounds well interesting like me reading like the ancient ones what's that Cthulhu have another drink don't mind if you do um, so... <laughs> that made it weird <laughs> uh, right anyway anyway I was over six foot and I didn't have any issues getting stung off and uh, getting served I got a little carried away with the Newcastle brown ale I had that for the first time last year and it was alright I've never tried it before I'm sorry Newcastle brown ale is a lovely beer but it's, it's all right. strong as fuck it mm. kicked my tits I'm a yeah. bass in this one. I had a couple of bottles and I felt like I'd been fucking cunt punted. Anyway, it's, cannot, it's up there with brew dog before strong beers were kind of trendy. Aye, aye. So like everybody was drinking two percent tenants, and then you have a couple of bottles of UK Brown and you're fucked. Uh, my, yeah. my brother always had Newcastle football strips, and I always got the hand me downs, and I'd mm. run about with the Newcastle strip with the big brown ale, and I yep. always thought, what is that, and can I ever try it? And I've never tried it. It's, I'd it's, like to it's try nice. It. I actually drinks really nice, uh, yeah. but it will. It does not dis- it, If anything, it spits in your face. It's an alcohol that spits in your yeah. face. It doesn't respect you. You yeah. have to respect it though. Anyway, so he, he got a lot of carried away with the Newcastle Brown Ale and Southern Comforts weird combination, and started to feel a little under the weather. Went to the toilet, sat down in the cubicle. It must have blacked out for a short time. Never done that before. Um, and at least you got to the cubicle. Like, Liam went to the toilet, couldn't get to the toilet. Uh, when I woke... Fully conscious. <laughs> fully, like, and he's phoning us, hitting the doors, staff weren't coming, yeah. couldn't get greeting. in. One of my favourite nights. Uh, he wasn't greeting. Okay. Why did he say that again? <laughs> Health and safety should shut that KFC down. Because he's in the but then where are we going to go for fried chicken on a night out with the lads? <laughs> Well, no, we use anyway, you cheeky dick. Do you hear <laughs> I went across and asked him to open the door. And, and I filmed the whole thing. Three and a half hours after I first asked him. Scott filmed it and they took a while to do it. I can't speed them up. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Absolutely shocking. Sat down in the cubicle, must have blacked out for a short time. When I woke up, I immediately threw up and then went down, the sick went down my front and down the inside of my trousers which were around my ankles at the time. Let's not ask questions. I immediately panicked, pulled up my trousers and got out of there, worried that I was going to get in trouble for being sick in the toilets. Thankfully, my elder brother saw me as I walked back into the function suite and diverted me outside rather than walking me back through the function room where all my friends and family were and they would see fresh spew down my front. The next morning, I woke up feeling pretty awful and realised I had a £5 note in my trouser pocket which still had uh, a slightly moist consistency from last night's spew. Decided to spray about half a can of air freshener on it and then walked near petrol... This is broken... uh, I should have read this first. And then walked into the nearest petrol station and buy myself a packet of mints before the air freshener wore off and it started smelling like 
old Newcastle Brown Ale and Southern Comfort again. Belated apologies to the petrol station attendant that there was no doubt was left wondering what the stink was after I left. In the interest of my own shame, I would pre- I would prefer to be known simply as Snowy for this one. Some of your listeners will know who I am, but it's a name and such is life. Um, has anyone ever got so drunk that they vomed on themselves and had to wear said clothes afterwards for a prolonged period? There are hands, like I hadn't even finished the sentence, and ladies and gentlemen, there was hands going up. I will. I have a story. I will come back to my story at the end. I will start with Liam though, whose hand went up pretty quick first. Liam, have, have I not told this on us before about me being sick in the taxi? On two separate occasions? No. No. Right, good. That is this is definitely a regrettable story then. <laughs> so it happened first time, it was after a nine inch nails gig. I think we were playing the hydro or something. Nice. Me and Gary were absolutely on it all night. Taxi back home, I was like, Oh my god. This is bear I white it all the time. I go for tactical whiteies at like nine o'clock at night. I am a sick demon. So I'm in the back of a taxi and I was like Fuck it. Lifted my t shirt and I whited onto my own belly. Uh, on uh, wait uh, there, wait. So this was at Glasgow uh, Fort, right? So I then held it in my belly. Gary was talking to me, I was like, mm, mm, mm-hmm. Again, just kept whiting my own belly. So I then got home and had to carry the sick and the t shirt against my belly. And the house, right, wait, this, before you say anything, <laughs> let me get to the next level. So, maybe three months later, four months later, out with Gary again, in the taxi, heading home. Oh my God, I'm going to be, oh, bleh, all in my t-shirt. <laughs> Incidentally, last time, still didn't have to pay the £50 cleanup fee, because I held up my belly. So we're sick again. Got you home. are the winner in the story. <laughs> no, no, you no. You win the story, sir. <laughs> Just wait. I'll win, I'll win in about three and a half minutes. So then <laughs> I hadn't shaved my belly in a while. So when I get in the house, I took my T-shirt off. And I'm quite a hairy guy, as you can see. I can so, see right now. Baz but, isn't looking. Baz, he got his oh, it. I've, I've just was... had to change my Baz's story. <laughs> oh no don't don't outstory me before i've even finished this one uh, anyway so the, the sick was all over my belly and i was like oh my god man i'm going to need to clean this i was so drunk so stripped off in the kitchen the only thing i could find fairy liquid the only way i could think of how to wash myself as i held it above me and i poured fairy liquid down my body and proceeded to try and clean myself in the sink Lena came downstairs, me in the kitchen, bollock naked, covered in fairy liquid, suds everywhere, and she's like, what happened? And I was like, I was sick of my belly again, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, again. I was sick of my belly again. That was three, or, three or four months before COVID, so that wasn't that long ago. Oh my God! <laughs> I thought you meant years ago! No, it was in the kitchen. Uh, and I was sick <laughs> all over my belly. Uh, Fucking hell. Twice. Fucking hell. Buzz! Oh man, that <laughs> brought back two. So I've swapped out. My, my Spaz's story was going to be how I met my wife today, but it's not anymore. It, it's a sick story. 
but I have another one that I can throw in, which is the one that I've been trying to tell for about three months. And you know that all I'm going to get next month is nothing but stories of people vomiting, right? That's oh, know, literally all I'm going to get now. This shagger, 16 <laughs> years old. This shagger, two thumbs. I'm off to uh, Glasgow for the gig with my pals. And we were going to see Exodus, this band that two of the fucking idiots in this show have never even heard of. How have you never heard of Exodus? The OG Bay Area Thrash Acts, Kirk Hammett's original band. They were touring their third (laughs) album, Fabulous Disaster, and they were playing at the Rooftops uh, venue in Glasgow, which is doing the bottom of Saki Hall Street. Doesn't exist anymore. It's like 1923. Doesn't exist anymore. It would have been 89. Baz arrived, Baz arrived in horse and cart. That's the year I was born. <laughs> so fuck, I off. fuck off, Liam. Fuck off. Oh, I know, son. I know. <laughs> I had, uh, we'd gone up, like, about, I think it was about seven days or something, they travelled up for the room for this concert, right? All telling our parents that we were staying at somebody's auntie's house in Glasgow. They were to fucking stay. I'm 16. I'm wonderful. Up at this gig, fucked, which I'll come on to in a minute. And we, then, we basically then wandered Glasgow all night. Broke oh, I, love, I used to love doing that. I used to love broke doing into that. Central Station about four in the fucking morning. Never and did the that. First fucking train back down to Gurok, which was two hours before the first bastard ferry to take us back to the noon. But anyway, none of us knew where the, the rooftops was because we're all children and it's an adult fucking venue. Uh, so we'd gone to a record signing with the band and all that, and Rat Records, amazing record shop that's sadly no longer there in Glasgow. Uh, and then we went to find the venue. So it was doing the bottom of Sucky Hall Street, above Lauders, you know Lauders Bar? Aye. Yeah. Right. Kind of just up to that, there was, was a doorway, and it took you up, and it was up about fucking three flights. So we'd kind of find, and like, is this it here? So I, I was steaming away in, and away up the stairs, could uh, I looked about me and, and there was a fella behind the bar and he's like, can I help you, son? And I was like, is, is this where the, the Exodus concert is, sir? <laughs> you know, he's like, aye, aye, it's in here, mate. You want a drink? <laughs> now, I'm, right, I was 16. Now, the photos from this concert are on my Facebook page <laughs> so you can see what I fucking looked like. I was 16. I looked a young 13 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the boys like that. You want uh, you want yeah. something like Uh-huh. I'm just going to go and get my pals first. I'm going to be doing the stairs. The boys going to serve me. None of them fucking believe me. So we order them back up the stairs. Tag is in. Asks for a pint of snake bite. Oh, uh. Which, if any of our non-Scottish listeners don't know, it's half cider, half lager. It's, it's half draft cider and not nice draft cider if you were there in 1989. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Probably be Strongbow and Tenants, I would imagine, were the two fucking boozes that were going to mix together. Anyway, I had three pints of this stuff. <laughs> None of us could fucking believe a luck because the guy did not give a fuck. He was just going to say, we can have a baby. And he'd have gone, what's the baby's like? Rum, lads, rum, navy, rum, right? There we go, rum for the baby. He did not give any kind of shit. And we're the only ones in the place, because this is about half five, right? The gig's at like fucking eight. We're the only ones that turned up like three years early, because our noise have dropped us off. (laughs) 
Hardly <laughs> uh, three pints of this proper fuck. I, I didn't do an awful lot of drinking underage. I had drank before, but not a lot. Sick of doing myself. Oh, oh, fucking over the place. Now, we were at the record signing earlier on, if you remember. And a friend of mine, Greg, whose key I swallowed at a later date. Remember We've him? We've done that story, yeah. <laughs> right. Greg knew this girl who'd been in Danoon because her old man was in the Navy. She'd gone back. He kept in touch in a pen pal kind of way. This was tragically, this was before folk used to send nudes. <laughs> uh, she knew the wife of Gary Holt, who was the guitarist in Exodus. Went on to play guitar in Slayer. That's right, replaced Jeff Hanneman when he died. I don't think it was his wife at the time, in fairness, I think it was his girlfriend, but it was the woman he wouldn't want to marry. This girl that Greg knew, knew her. So she had a couple of backstage passes arranged. So when we're at the record signing, Greg says to Gary Holt, I'm Greg. It's like, I'm Gary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I need a fuck are you. After about 15 minutes of explaining who he was, the penny drops, though, I've got some backstage passes for you. So Greg had two backstage passes for this gig. So him and like, is like I, I was kind of like in classes with Greg and we're kind of pally, but he'd like his good pal who was at the gig room. Kind of, so he'd take the two of them and the passes and gone in. I'm covered in sick. I'm just falling about the place. <laughs> I think I was sick on a fruit machine, which for Americans is it it not a fucking machine that sells apples, by the way. It's a gambling <laughs> device. A slot machine, you people would call it. We call them a fruit machine in this country because we're kind of slow and there's pictures. Well, they, it was so, fruit oh, that was on it, so. So, um, I just have to be fucking sick everywhere. So, Greg's like, we need to get this cunt out. So, they, they took me backstage to what was the dressing room toilets to let me finish vomiting, basically. I've kind of finished. I'm, I'm slumped in a chair by this point with Greg and his, his other mate calling while they're kind of keeping an eye on me. Covered me in fucking sick. And Steve Souza, the singer from Exodus, comes in. So they're kind of talking, schmoozing, trying to get photos with him and all that on proper cameras, obviously, because Nick hadn't a fucking phone in those days. And uh, I, I decide I'm going to get up and I'm going to shake his hand. Mine's covered in sick. All right, man. Well, it stuck my hand out and he's like, oh, fuck. I can't remember that I have been told this. He basically kind of pushed me away, obviously, because I'm a human being covered head to foot in vomit, <laughs> right? So he kind of pushes me away. I stumble because I'm a fucking child full of fucking cider and lager. And I call him a fucking dick because I'm, <laughs> I'm a fucking dick, basically. And he punched me. <laughs> now, in fairness, he punched me right in the mouth. I imagine it was no more than a love tap, to be quite honest. I went down like I'd been shot in the fucking head by all the guys. And I am writhing in the ground. Fucking holding my mouth and all that. He's, he thinks he's kind of killed me, maybe. He started to fucking panic and freak out. The two of them managed to get him away out to actually play the concert that we all paid fucking money to come and see. And uh, the two of them hauled me out. And uh, I'd sobered up. I think him punching me in the face kind of sobered me I'll up. Because I actually went to the concert, but Acid Rain, they're supporting them. Remember Acid Rain? 
Are the IGN or British thrash band were actually very good, and uh, <laughs> they were playing. They were sport act, and uh, a friend of mine, me and him, had kind of ended up around the back of the, the rooftops. Was a tiny fucking venue, but ended up kind of around the back of the stack. And the guitarist guy's like, "Come on up!" And he get my mate Campbell that was there got way up on stage. He went to stage dive, and this bouncer fucking grabbed him and started smashing him. This was before. Stage diving and pits was the norm. It was that all came through the thrash metal scene. So the band fucking stopped and all that, and they're kicking the bouncer and everything, telling me like fucking Campbell go, Campbell got horse to it anyway. By the time Exodus come on, they'd come to some kind of arrangement with the security. So basically, <laughs> as long as you formed like lines at the side and went up to it at a time, you were allowed to stage dive. Into a, I'm 16 years old now. I'm hurling myself into this fucking like a proper fucking pit, and uh, and then I decided I would go up to the balcony because there was other folk for the noon up there. And <laughs> Nikki Stewart, who's a friend of mine on Facebook and probably does not listen to this shit, she had to talk again because I had convinced myself that stage diving from the balcony was going to be just make me the ultimate thrash metal fan. It would have done. It would have done. It would also have fucking killed me. And thankfully, Nicky wouldn't have let me do it. There we go. So that's my vomit story. Oh, my vomit story is literally shite compared to that. It doesn't involve famous bands or whatever. It does involve a moment where I got invited to... uh, Like, when I met my now wife, um, she was a a trainee quantity surveyor and she was working for a, a house builder called Ogilvy who are kind of more centrally based oh that's hot as fuck (laughs) (laughs) as I I like to remind her when we met I was on considerably more money than she is and now she earns more than double than what I earn oh how the times have changed (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to say is diamond in the rough bars diamond in the rough right so like um they had every year they would have this big charity event and um i think it was maybe the first second year we were going out they had this charity event going along and she's like you need to dress up for it anyone that's met me knows that i don't (laughs) notoriously fickle about what i wear i literally don't like dressing up i don't like wearing if it was for work i might wear a shirt and tie but i'll yeah i don't like it um, so it's like you know what fucking let's push the boat I'll, I'll hire a kilt get a black kilt and all the rest I'll look goth as fuck I'll look amazing black shirt red tie I was like yes um, and when I was in there getting measured up for the kilt the guy was like were you still popping the Wayne static at this point I was I, god like, damn there are photos from this night that I will pass around the fucking horrendous yes. my hair was huge and it was spiked up like fuck <laughs> and um, I like the, there was an option there was a there was an option for a spawn upgrade and I was like this sounds, <laughs> sounds fu- let me see your options so like out with the catalogue here are the here are the sport that once again for the Americans those that don't know the spawn is basically the the kind of furry pouch that sits at the front of your kilt um, now we are going to stress furry Duncan well this the one that I got was right so <laughs> let's it's going to swing into that they're not always funny Baz is right uh, they had lots of different ones and one was a uh, <laughs> It was Arctic Fox here, <laughs> right? So super funny, and it was red, and it went when it looked amazing, and um, it was like a hundred pound to hire this, but you got extra. 
Give me a second. It's a hundred pound <laughs> to hire, but you got fifty pound back if you returned it in good condition, right? Oh, okay. So right, so so realistically, cost fifty pound for the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Um, Assuming you're going to fuck up. Well, the, the, all they all they said was, "Do you want to take the fifteen pound cover for damages?" And I was like, "That is fucking cost me a hundred pound to get this back." No, <laughs> like I'm a careful guy. I know what I'm doing. It's a sporting. How dirty can it get? Cue the charity night, which I didn't realise was a open bar. Um, I think you guys say what I didn't realise was a phone party. <laughs> it was a phone. I was up there, <laughs> up there getting a bit, big licks with the sporting just getting covered in fucking. Slipping slides through the middle of the dance floor at the sporting. It was. It was a. It was a scat shoot where it just got no. I'm like, so. Right, so it was it was a free it was a, it was open bar so like every table had these fucking giant buckets of beer and I'd like I, I distinctly remember Corinne saying to me we're going to be sensible here because we're sitting at the table with all the folks you work with and I'm like of course I'm going to be sensible how would I not me this guy Shagger. Well, open bar does not mean challenge like uh, d- well, exactly your mum you'll take it hen I'm not going to fuck this I'm up like, I'm not making a fucking I'm not making a mess of this we're fine, right? So a couple of beers, and then I start like I start on the like come off the beers and the double Jack and Cokes, Jack and and every every time I go away up on the dance floor and I come back, there's another two Jack and Cokes. So I'm before I know it, I'm fucked, like totally, totally fucked. And um, my brother, my younger brother, was picking us up, and it was a, uh, it was in, I'm trying to remember, it was just outside Cumbernauld, whatever the fan, whatever the fancy hotel is, just outside Cumbernauld, that's where we were. And um, my brother came to pick us up, and I'll get to the, I'll get to the puke bit in a second. But we're on the way out, and as we're on the way out, Corinne decides she's going to speak to the guy that owns Ogilvy, who's a guy called Duncan Ogilvy. And she's speaking to him, and oh, it's been a lovely night, and all the rest. And then she goes away to make sure my brother's there, which leaves me heavily intoxicated with the guy that owns the company, right? And um, she says she came back, and uh, I was kind of hanging on him. Ugh, fucking like this, like that. And um, she's like, we need to go, and I was like, shh, 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 shh. I put my hand on her, like, shh, like that. And I was like, you know what's really, you know what's really strange? Your name's Duncan. And my name's Duncan. I mean, we're, we're, we're practically family. And she's like, for fuck's sake. So she drags me away into the car. We drive home. We're driving along. And um, I have no control of the volume that's coming out of my mouth. And we're about a minute away from the house. And I think I'm being all like quiet in that, decoring them like that. I'm going to throw up, which was actually, I'm going to throw up! Like that. And uh, I tried to open the door. My brother was slowing down and everything. He was like, I'll just stop here. You can go out like that. Right, down, <laughs> down the front of my cell, out the door, and all the rest. The kilt insured. All the stuff were fine. The sporing, <laughs> fine. The sporing, <laughs> fucked. Right. Woke up the next day. I had to sleep. I had to sleep on the couch. Now I'm going to say <laughs> I had to sleep on the couch. My choice to sleep on the couch, not the wife. You failed it. You failed it. Couldn't get up. <laughs> I, I, I slept on the couch I had to spend the next day hung, one of the worst hangovers I've ever had with a toothbrush and some warm soapy water comb and dry spew 
out of fox hair spawn, <laughs> which reeked to booze and all the rest, so I could get my £50 deposit, which, by the way, I've got. I got my fucking £50 back. It's worth every second it. Hero! Fucking yeah. Buzz! Some people fucking need medal. I needed a medal for that shit. It was it was a rank. It's like uh, it was the worst thing ever. And I spent. It took about two hours to clean this meticulously cleaning. I had to change the bowl of water like six times. And a room at the side and a spare room to clean this off. No sympathy. No fucks given from the wife. Did it. Save the day, Baz. Save the day. So my, I've, my been, fault. I've been so hungover, I'd have probably drank the water on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go to story, story number two. Right, this one, she has not asked to be anonymous, so her name's getting mentioned. Uh, this is from Kate, right? So Kate says... Oh, hold on, will I? Just put your these trousers down oh, in the way. Fucks. I, 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 thought your cock was coming stories. I thought your cock was coming out, right? I had that right. right. <laughs> well, I, all I'm going to say is, like, you literally off the back of all the talk of drugs, which I didn't realise until I edited the show, we talked so much about oh, drugs. Oh, a lot of drugs, yeah. Now, there was a lot. Me I'm and taking Sc- quite a few tonight. Yeah, me and Scott don't do drugs, which means it was used to. Try to one up Don't each worry. other. To be fair, the <laughs> audience true. can tell. The audience can tell that you two are the two that don't do drugs. No, we, we did not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this 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 story was. And in fairness, you can't compare me and Liam. I was doing nineteen eighties drugs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's true. Most of it was Vim. That stuff you put in the fucking toilet. I mean, most of it was that. Well, like as soon as the episode went out, Kate got very excited about all the conversations about ketamine. Right, which has led me to giving her the new nickname K-Hole Kate, right, which is our new nickname for this for this segment here. Kate says, so when I was in secondary school, I hung out with a group of mates and we would sit around and smoke weed and drink. It was a small town with fuck all else to do. I think we can all appreciate that. Uh, then a few years later, one of them moved out on their own and we'd go round to his and eventually ventured to other things. One night, someone thought it'd be a good idea to do ketamine. I've never been at a party where like someone's like that. You know what would be a good idea? Ketamine. Right, uh, it shows You've life. not been to the right parties. At sheltered life. Sheltered <laughs> life. Um, now, most of the people in the room had a dabble or two before, but I hadn't. And most of them had done it at a point when... So I'll read that again. <laughs> but I hadn't. The most I'd done at this point was a bit of coke and MDMA. Kate, used to are nodding. Used to nodding. Is this this is normal? Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ! But me being Billy Big Boss decided that I would do a line the same size as everyone else. We had also been drinking that nasty ass cheap. What I love about this is, sorry, I'm going to finish this. We've been drinking that nasty ass cheap Caribbean mix you get from Tesco, and smoking weed, right? You buy cheap alcohol, but do expensive drugs. You know, just like do nice alcohol. Look at you, nah, disgusted. Man, you to, you... Look at the faces, disgusting you know, faces right now. You do. Do you? You do. Yeah. You do the expensive drugs, and it allows you to drink six times as much <laughs> cheap alcohol. See? It's good. To I really know. don't know what you don't get. You're done. I'm not getting. <laughs> you know what? I'm at the foot of the master right now. I'm getting an education, right? So anyway, okay, you don't you don't have a successful, amazing meal with one ingredient. 
You no, need multiple man. ingredients to make true. an amazing yeah. meal. This is true. Yeah, yeah but you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't like make I don't know like a steak dinner and buy a fucking cheap steak. You buy a nice steak, which is what I see as the alcohol in this equation. Well, you buy true. a nice steak and ram it for ketamine and eat yeah. all it. <laughs> No, what, what you say is right, Duncan. <laughs> you also you also don't get people pregnant when you're so full of drugs. Your penis doesn't work. This is true. This is also true, right? So anyway, anyway, it's essentially a form of contraception. <laughs> so anyway, they've been drinking that cheap ass, <laughs> cheap, cheap ass Caribbean mix you got from Tesco and smoking weed. So not long after, I went into a deep K hole. Now I don't remember this but apparently I spent an hour sat in an armchair clutching the arms and wide eyes as fucking Daniel what's his chops from get out and all the while muttering on repeat I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay for about an hour at the time one of the lads was an ex of mine and someone I didn't get over for years at this point I was definitely still harbouring feelings for him. Now, Baz, you need to calm down here, right? Because I can see a wee glint in your eye. There was a wee glint, there was a wee rice smell that's taken up. This doesn't end up the way that you want the story to end up, right? Uh, I, 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 at the moment, really want to hope she pegged him into hospital, basically. <laughs> Can't guarantee that's how the story's going to put it. She said, as Let's it was, just skip it then and pretend that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> she fucked him to death, Baz, right? That's what, <laughs> so that big strap on from Seven, you know, where that guy's hyperventilating, that's what she Oh, was. yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway... As it was his house and I felt a little responsible for me and then came over to check on how I was doing. What I do remember is him crouching next to me and managed me to snap out of my cave. I'm doing that in quotation marks because she has. With some eye contact and with some water and I was staring dreamily at him. So it's all romantic right now. Thinking maybe he cares after all and maybe I don't look that out of it. With that, she vomited right in his face. They didn't get back together after that. Not even a shag. Fuck's sake. So there we go. There we are. That's a ketamine-inspired story. Uh, you guys you guys caused that. Uh, let's move to story... Well, in fact, I, I, I want to ask if there's any more ketamine stories because I get the feeling that I'm opening... <laughs> Look, his hand went up before fucking... Baz. Baz has got two. Well, one's a story and one's a segue. Let's do the segue. So, uh, uh, I'm going to segue into, uh, uh, we all remember, one of my more popular additional segments of the show. Scott, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Literally. No, no, no. I'm going to defend Scott here because he went out the room, he was away for most of that story with his wireless headphones in, and he didn't make a fucking noise until I come back. I'm defending you, Scott. Thank you. Right, right. Anyway... One of the more popular segments from a couple of episodes ago was Baz's podcast ideas. We did love that. We did love that. Do we have a new now, one? Well, aha, we do. There is a, a very famous... Folk that know me know that my particular favourite genre of punk is the original American hardcore scene band with Black Flag. Your minor threat, your bad brains, I fucking love it. Crow mags, Baz. Get a bit of hardcore yes, in there. Sir. Yes, That's come what on. we're talking about. Come on. A very good song from that era was a song called Kids of the Black Hole by a band called uh, was it The Adolescents that did... Uh, it was The Adolescents that did Kids of the Black Hole. It became a bit of a genre term for the West Coast hardcore scene. 
kids from the black hole. There was a, a book written with that title kind of thing. I'm sure there's a fucking compilation album. So my idea for a, a new podcast is a, Kids of the K-Hole, which is basically where I take hundreds of ketamine and then when I get in the hole, I listen to Black Flag. And it's basically just a real-time recording of whatever I say. I would listen to that. I'd put, I'd put it behind a paywall. So that's uh, yeah. that's kids. Well, I'm going to need to get money off it to afford all the care. A Patreon tier one bass yeah, gets yeah. a little bit in the keyhole tier two. We can, we that's generally the greatest idea I've ever heard. So that's uh, that, that's right. uh, kids of the keyhole. Right, keyhole. Right, let's swing it to Liam though. Liam's hand shot up, and then we'll come back to you, Buzz. So oh no, let's not. No, I. I don't want to tell any retracted the story in fantastic <laughs> fashion. He's like that. You know what? Not in this episode. Baz, the floor that is, is that is, that is That's an option to listen to future episodes of Jaws of Shite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this story is going to come out next time because Lena's going to listen to it. And she's like, why didn't you mention that story when this happened? You've got to throw a little bit out there. I can't possibly put out that I've been sick of my own belly twice. This is true. With the and liquid, then and also the ketamine story, yeah. And then whatever stories might happen we need after the, this, we need to last more than a season one. Okay, I've just got a picture of Lena going like that. Why didn't you tell them that story about when you took all that ketamine and you thought my vagina was trying to eat your penis? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. See, even oh, if that's not the story, could you get her to say that? I have. <laughs> the, thing is, the, thing is, uh, the thing is, we ha- the last story that we're going to get to is from Lena, so um, it could be the the the, the and penis. We don't know. We don't know. My my uh, acoustic ears and electric ears, the the drug ears were all before Lena. Really, I'd obviously matured and grown up to, to throwing it down <laughs> yourself <laughs> and rubbing your tits and fairy. I mean, I, that's I fine. know, but that. That was just on drink. That's excusable because drink's allowed. If I was in and I was sick in my belly because I was out my tits and 20 Valium, I think she would have had a problem with that. But with booze, it's like, it's fine. fine. Everyone gets drunk. Right, Baz, you've got a keyhole story. Keyhole Mark 2. See, that's just the perfect segue because it's not actually about me. It's about my mate, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, it's you doing this. I've just remembered I wasn't actually going to say his name, so we'll, we'll, we'll call him Mork. Mork. Sorry, right? Mork and Mindy, right? So yeah, this is so this is Robin Williams. This is not a story about a guy called Marcus, about a guy called Mork. Mork. Who I went to school with. The there's, no inc- there's no incrimination without second names, so you're fine. <laughs> so basically, about, again, about 10, 11 years ago, a, a mutual friend of ours, not ours, of me and Mark, Mark's, Mark, Mark. Um, <laughs> was getting married in Danoon. Boy's a fucking idiot, right? This is the first of two marriages that he's had. Uh, he's, he's considerably younger than me, and he's also never had a first anniversary. Oh, shit. So that probably tells you how successful his fucking marriages have been. So it was the first one. Do you think Mark's sitting at home now? Going, no, not Mark. The guy's talking about me. Going to. Mark, Mark's oh, right. I know, it's not, it's not Mark's wedding. No. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I know Mark, so it's fine. 
So oh, it's all come full circle yeah. because the story I was going to tell about meeting my wife happened at Mork's wedding. Mork's wedding. This, Baz. I'm at Sorry. another friend's wedding. Different. We'll call him Bruin. <laughs> We're sitting there. Like, the, alias is a bad here, Baz. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's try and... But I'm is, that his, is that his actual weird name for Danoon, is it? Bruin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it doesn't rhyme with there. Uh, so. But his name's fucking. His name is Brian Scott. If, if you're Brian. really going to drag it out, me, his name is fucking Brian. Right? I thought it was Strewn. <laughs> I was like Ewan. I was thinking, oh, like, he's obviously his name's Strewn. Ewan. <laughs> I went to I went to school with a lot of guys called Strewn and Bernice. It's like an easy fucking mistake to make. Yeah, fucking millennial. Right. <laughs> so anyway. But, Bra- Bruin is, is getting married in the <laughs> room. Now, Colette, it was the, it was the first wedding that Colette had ever come to me with, as my wife, not the one I met her at. Not my wife, we were just going out at the time. Um, and she's like, right, what, what present are we getting? I'm like, I'm not fucking getting my present. He's a fucking... I'm not getting my present. Honestly. I'll not last a year. You never get my present if I'll not last a year. He's only fucking doing this because his brother got married the year before. It's a fucking sham. Sham. I'm not buying him a fucking present. Sham. And every word of that is fucking true. Sham. So, anyway. Mark had gone down (laughs) the the night before because (laughs) Bruin... Was having his fourth stag, I think it was his third stag do the the actual night before his wedding. This no guy's fucking amazing. Same person would ever fucking do. He's an idiot. <laughs> love you, Brian. If you're listening, Brian, Brian, Brian. Love you, Brian. So, so yeah. So Mark has gone to this. I I didn't. I, I was travelling down the morning of the wedding with Colette, and we were just going to the church. The church that my family, the church I was christened in and all that kind of thing, he's in there fucking denigrating the place. <laughs> and it, it was hilarious because the minister that actually married them was a very good friend of my mum and dad's. He actually, here's another fucking story. Oh, I'm tang- I'm from Jenny. Left, right and centre. The man that performed this wedding was the one that said the prayer to my father. And at the end of the prayer, when he said amen, my father literally shut his eyes and died. He hung oh, on sick. for this minister just to give him a wee prayer so he could pass on. True fucking story. Anyway, back to the ketamine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're at this fucking wedding, right? We've turned up, we're hanging about outside. Mark is coming with his wife. Peeling. Right, peeling. Um... And they, they've just had a small child who's now at high school, right? What's the child's name? Fake name? Bruin. <laughs> also Bruin. Bruin's, Bruin Junior. Hayden. Hayden? Oh, I'll call him Hayden, right? Hayden. Uh, so what's that? Like Hayden or. Fuck's right. sake, Scott. <laughs> why am I even bothering here? You're just blunt, mate. I just can't work it out. That's because it's so fucking well covered. That one's pretty right. well covered. So. Anyway, Hayden, right, I'm fucking Hayden. Baby's name's Hayden. <laughs> I can't keep track of the lies now. Was, he, was, uh, was, was, this, was this kid born around about the time that the Phantom Menace came out? Just for taking... Do, oh, do you know... Uh, return of the Jet. Uh, <laughs> Mark Mark actually one. said to me when he dealt with the name of the Wayne, because my nephew's called Hayden, but he was born a good bit before the Phantom Menace. But when Mark was telling me what they were calling the fucking kid, he's like... 
I told you I'd fucking get Star Wars in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Hayden was just a baby. So we meet them outside the church and fucking Mark is, is not, not looking good at all. And I'm like, fuck me, are you, you hung over? I take it you fucking died on last night kind of thing. He's like, no, no, really. <laughs> like, eyes like proper like fucking saucers. Nay coloured bit in his eyes, so just black. Uh, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, come here. <laughs> All right, we're just outside the church, Mark. I don't know where the fucking man may go. He's like, just come over here. <laughs> so basically, he had gone to Danoon. Now, I think his dad was still living in the town at the time. But his mum had died and his dad had met somebody else and there'd been a kind of falling out so he wouldn't go back to... Like normally when we all go back down, you would just go and stay with your parents. He'd stopped doing that because of this whole fucking thing. So he'd gone down for this sort of extra stag night thing and uh, Brian, who stag do it was, had said, just fucking crash at mine. Because obviously he wasn't going to go back to his. He was probably away shagging some dirt behind his fucking soon-to-be wife's back. And... Uh, so Mark did that, right? So he, he goes away doing the fucking Brian's who's doing the front. Doing the front means it looks onto the sea. And doing... So he's... They're all, they're all fucked. They're doing all sorts. I can only imagine. Uh, Mark's gone... Mark has gone back to the, the flat. <laughs> and he's only been in the place for a half an hour and he's probably struggling to sleep, if you know what I mean. Uh, when there's a chap at the door... Right. Sound effects so Mark, and everything spared no expense. <laughs> Mark opens the, Mark opens the door and there's a real asset. I can't, I can't remember who it is, but she lived across the landing basically. It's like, oh, so it's like, is, is Brian no one kind of thing? He's like, no, no, he's, I don't know what he said. Probably shagging some guy. It's like, oh, we're just, we've got a bit of a party going. I was just about to see if Brian wants to go, look, do you want to come? You know, Mark would be like, oh, are you okay then? So he stoats away over. He's in, he's in the part that everybody's about fucking 20 years younger than him. He's a little smashing, do you know what I mean? No, and no in a cool way, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, he, he gets a beer and that, and he's chatting to the kids, you know what I mean? And one of like, you want a line, big man? Just go, oh, God, that's me fucking light. No, you're not be like a big line. And uh, I was like, oh, fucking don't mind if I do, do you know what I mean? And Hoover's this fucking thing. And about five seconds later, she's telling me all this outside the church. My mother christened me in, right? He's like, about five seconds later, I just, my head just went. <laughs> so apparently, he says to the boy, What the fuck is that? <laughs> the guy's like that. It's donkey dust, man. <laughs> Mark's like, What the fuck is that? I thought it was cold! He's <laughs> done the best part of a gram of ketamine by accident, right? <laughs> he runs away because <laughs> he's panicking. <laughs> he just, just goes to fucking Brian's flat and goes to bed. <laughs> I don't think he slept very much. But basically, 
<laughs> the time he turned up at the wedding, he was still in the hole. <laughs> or at least he felt he was still in the hole. <laughs> That's fucking terrible, man. I'm in the fucking... <laughs> I'm sat in this church with like my dad's best friend officiating over this fucking wedding. And he spent the best part of 10 minutes lecturing the bride and groom on the sanctity of marriage because he fucking knew this marriage was a sham, right? And I'm there. Colette's next to me going like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Pauline thinks Mark's ill, right? And I'm having to fucking carry the baby on the fucking knee, even my way Because his dad's in the fucking K-hole in church. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, that's amazing. Oh man. Yep. Can we bring Mork on? Because I like his side I'm actually gonna move and settle. I'll get me to call Jimmy Mess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to story number three. Story number three is from Lena, Liam's better half. Uh. She says, God, I was going to go and get a mixer for my whiskey, but I'm yeah, not fucking missing yeah, this. Yeah, we, we will hit stop after this story and then we will all get boozed up. Um, it says, Good evening, all. I am a chronic procrastinator, so this is about three episodes overdue. I have a stern warning for anyone who enjoyed the Bloodfest story. We all remember the Bloodfest. Baz remembers oh, the Oh, it was so hot. He, Baz, like. <laughs> Bazzy's boss were empty at the end of it. Thinking of my broken penis making That's what gets the motor running, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, this is the story. It all started when a girl I used to work with was telling me about her friend who had an unfortunate incident involving his partner's orthodontic braces and a face full of blood full carry from the prom digging the reference to horror. She laughs so much. Baz is sitting up. I'd like you need to chill. You need to fucking chill. Look at him. I'm cool, bro. Right. I don't even know where this story's going. I'm slightly, slightly apprehensive. I don't think it's necessarily about you, so you're all right. Uh, she laughs so much at this story. She went. She, she was sent off shift. About two weeks later, she had a romantic overnight planned with her boyfriend, and just like that. Banjo snap, that was a sound effect. I can't, it's not as good as Bazzy's knock. I know if your fingers <laughs> clicking sounds like the banjo snap, that's a bad sign. Uh, so it happened to them. There was so much blood that they had to flip the mattress in the hotel bed and they ended up taking the lampshade home, which is my favourite detail ever, rather than be fined for theft than a questionable, <laughs> a questionable murder. She told she me this. The lampshade on. <laughs> the blood must have went over the lampshade, so they just. <laughs> stole it was actually just a really, really nice lampshade. Like, just really like, liked it. Literally paid for it rather than, than get the fine. Uh, <laughs> she told me the story and I laughed at her. A week later, I had a date with this guy called Liam. He sounds oh, I'm, I'm assuming that would be me. Long story short, be careful which horrifying sexcapade you laugh at. Sex karma is a real thing. Thank you and good night. She jinxed your cock. She did. <laughs> Not your fault. She, she literally, she literally jinxed your cock. She laughed at See that story that? and God shattered your fucking banjo string. So that other story, if I remember correctly, that guy said to the lassie before it all happened. I want you to wank my pan in. 
I only remember that story because they all laughed for weeks about just wank my pan in. <laughs> That's and the name of the episode. Obviously. That's the name of the episode. This is episode oh, number five. Oh, I want oh. you to wank my pan in. That my is pan literally the name of the episode. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Do you know what? Let's leave it to the imagination. <laughs> however, it does segue me nicely into another Baz's new segment. Or, well, they're, they're not new anymore because we've had them all before. But this, uh, this segues me into my new film pitch. Ooh, Mere no. segments in a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> That's top quality paddle there, Scott. <laughs> That's fucking dynamite, big man. You keep that rolling. <laughs> Absolutely. Only thing he said in like thirty-two minutes. That's <laughs> because they went away and get a beer when they come back. Baz, no, I can because she's all that. That's the name of the episode. I was like, no, wait, I actually took a notepad to write down the name of the episode because of something, somebody, something funny somebody said earlier on. Anyway, back so to the ketamine. This, this, <laughs> that was a great. That's name for the episode. This film pitch should actually have been in the last episode. Because it refers to something that was said in episode three. <laughs> but the story that we've just heard kind of brings us into this. So my new film, Dick Liverance. <laughs> Dick Liverance. Dick Liverance. As in Deliverance with Dick. Exactly. <laughs> is, that not, is that not what Deliverance is? Well, literally, as a guy gets... Well, well let's just... No, no, your no, horses no, there. No, no. Four of us on a canoe mm-hmm. trip, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> to Dunoon. Right. Scott, doing the big goth cowboy thing. He's the leader. He's the kind of... John Voight? No. Uh, Reynolds. Reynolds. He's the Reynolds. Ah, oh, so I'm dying <laughs> then. The Reynolds, right. That's what you're saying. I, I'm the Voight. Ah, uh, oh, of course you are. <laughs> donkey boy here is the fat one. But he's lost who's all just, this bucket. Who's he's literally just this died. Week. Died this week. He has ruined it. He's, no, he's still alive, Duncan, but you do get ass raped. Well, I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. Basically, yeah. four of us in a canoe. Who's Liam? Uh, uh, Liam's the, the one with the dresses and the guitar. Banjo boy. The one that can't play the guitar that falls off the side and dies. <laughs> Liam's in it. Four of us in a canoe. Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> We're up the waterworks at the back of the room, up the Bishop's Glen, in a canoe, the four years, were kidnapped by inbred cannibals, right? And you know the infamous scene where the wee guy's playing his banjo and his port? Yes. Right? But the strings on the banjo are made from actual banjo strings. And he's forced to play it three-stringed because Liam's is no use because it's fucked. (laughs) <laughs> that actually—that is incredible and brings me into a really quick regrettable story where one time we were in Dublin and the guys were away watching UFC or Bama grabbed a boy's bass we had only recently started the band as everybody knows I was the bassist I can't play bass, I still can't play bass I could never play bass, I would turn it down gave me the busker's bass and went Fucking play, son. So I'm standing, guys, the gym. 
on the bass, the only two strings I could maybe play were the top two open strings. This boy's bass only had the bottom two strings. And I was like, are you kidding? Boy, next night there's a video on Facebook and the guitarist boy next to me playing shit and all you can hear in the background is Dum. <laughs> I don't know the these strings. I only know the R two strings. Like, Fuck off! It's only got four. I'm like, I genuinely only know the top two strings. And had to bust in Dublin. Obviously, I didn't bust. I just stood there hitting one string. That's actually a good segue. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so many stories. It's a lot of time. I love the fact that I'm Bob Reynolds. Uh, I'm jealous as fuck. I don't know how I ended up with the the, the, the fucking dude that gets his fucking pills. He's podgy for a wee while, but you got to lost all that fucking weight. You're not ripped again, so you kind of ruined it. But anyway, at least you were on the fucking canoe. I never get anything. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, Liam, was Liam, Liam was there, which is a nice way of saying there's no a character for you. It's the cowboy hat that I wear. That's why I'm Burt Reynolds. Don't worry, guys. As I examine. <laughs> Well, he did a goth cowboy. Uh, yeah. Right, well, that's that's all our um, all our stories from our listeners. Remember, you can send in a listener story by sending it to regrettablepod at gmail.com. Let's move back to our news stories. Right, Baz, uh, give us your weird news story. Okay, dokie. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> now, I'll, I will disclaimer at the start. I haven't read all of this story. Oh, I made that mistake as well. The uh, the headline (laughs) grabbed me and just wouldn't let go. Um, And to be honest, I don't care how it fucking turns out, to be quite honest, because the headline was Mom who grew boobs in her armpits after giving birth. It's not how you describe it. Wait, 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 wait. That's quite scary because how does this happen? Well, well Scott, not how you described it, not how you described it in our chat earlier on. How did you describe it in our chat? Armpit titties. <laughs> but I'm going to ruin that for you in a minute <laughs> because the ne- very next line says, Mother of two, Samantha. So, like, so it's, oh. it's so shameful to know your second name <laughs> from Los Angeles appeared on a recent episode of the. E exclamation mark, which I think is one of these fucking weirdo channels my kid watches. E, it's the entertainment channel. Right, okay. <laughs> this is, oh, 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 let's do what Baz has learned in the last month. The E exclamation mark is the entertainment channel. Has yeah, it's been with, for it's years. With, it's, with they, it's where they pass off absolute nonsense and bullshit as actual news. It's basically right, well, exactly a because magazine. It's like hello, but in TV form. Well, apparently they have a series on it called Botched. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this woman appeared on it in order to seek treatment for her pitties. <laughs> <laughs> See what she's done there? How do you anyway, even... I don't... I have no idea. Right, so where were you this, man? Uh, she explained to plastic surgeons Terry DeBrow of DeBrow and... Scott, Scott is literally lifting his arm up where the bingo wing would be, but then he put his <laughs> arm underneath and then he did a wee squeeze as if it was a titty. <laughs> I don't think you can see that. <laughs> right, so she explains to them that they developed she developed the underarm breasts when she got pregnant with her first child, Kendall. I can only assume it was the baby Jesus punishing her for calling her child after a mint cake. <laughs> or oh, one of the one of the Jenners. 
Isn't it it's Kendall Jenner? So this gets further because Kendall Jenner was in a video an advertisement and it's so ridiculously stupid I don't know if any of you have seen this but this is literally like her obviously acting out because every single one of her half sisters is way more famous than her her younger sister has made a billion dollars so she's literally just is making this Chloe? stupid yeah, uh, uh, Kylie oh, but, uh, like me and Scott right now are going to have Kardashian now, I don't know anything There is a video of this We are all fully aware I'm talking about women with four tits. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> go back, go back, go back. It's fine. The video I was talking about is funny though. Right. Four titties, it makes me... <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? Tits and Jenners. <laughs> right, well, just wait, wait, wait for it. Samantha revealed that the lump started to leak milk. Whenever she breastfed. What the fuck, man? This is not cool. Wait, so they weren't her actual breasts? Well, no, they were under her arms. They were like exhaust taps for the breast. So <laughs> she got pregnant oh, with her second hell, child son, Camden. You can get four wings hanging off him. The lungs grew to the size of half a softball and became incredibly sore. Well, see, she was my wife. That's just because I'd be sucking on that no. for about the past. <laughs> Imagine you had chocolates and we're married to Baz. A softball's not that big, so half a softball's like a ping pong ball. This isn't a, that big? No, a softball's a lot bigger than a baseball. Yeah. Ah, yeah, different sport. A softball is quite large, um, and half of that under your oakster. Armpit for the Americans. Yeah, well, this leaking milk in this country now. Really, what we all want to know at this point is, did she have to shave them? Could this get any weirder <laughs> this... and hotter? I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking hairy, 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 hairy milk ducks. Yeah, hairy arm tits. No, um, was is the nipples? Where's the milk now? Well, this Scott, I don't know, mate. I've not read on yet. I'm, <laughs> okay. the, I'm on the same page as you it's are. Great. Before you do read on, I want Darren, if he's listening, to pause this and Photoshop the four of us hanging off our underarm. Yeah, I, want, I, want, yep, I want a woman with four tits, two of them un- under underarms, and to show what them. we think. An artist, think an artist reconstruction of what it might look like, Darren. Or if it's easier for him, just make us faces the nipple, four nipples on somebody's chest. That'll do. That's that may that may be easier. Rank as no, no, fuck. I want the I want the creative energy of us hanging off the tits. I don't oh, yeah. want us being yeah. the tits. We, we don't want Dern to use his free time to do something that would take two minutes when we could make yeah. him do something that would take a couple hours. Exactly. I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all fucking done now? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Baz. Wait. Sorry, you're okay. sorry. No, no, no. It's cool. That was hilarious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So the two doctors, whose names I can't pronounce, performed several tests in order to discover what was causing the lumps. And it was not a thyroid issue as suspected. Uh, They decided to operate, were able to use liposuction in order to remove the lumps, and said that they are confident the pities will not return. (laughs) Fuck that pair of pricks, is all I can say. Uh, and to celebrate her transformation, Samantha relived her wedding day in a sleeveless dress. So how long does she have the pities? Having first married in a long-sleeved gown to hide the lumps. How long does uh, she have the pities? Right, hot Scott, will you let me read this? <laughs> um, I'm with Scott on this one, I want to know. 
Right, so she first developed the extra pair of breasts shortly after welcoming daughter Kendall. That's the first line. Why are you saying that again? It's the Daily Fucking Mail, mate, honestly. Uh, It's the same six lines repeated over and over again. (laughs) You need to read through it. Uh, It only got worse when she fell pregnant with the second one six months after giving birth. I don't know, maybe a couple years back. There is pictures... So it's a long time, though. It's yeah. longer than one would expect to, 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 to tolerate pitties. T- pitties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, tolerate. You could play oh, with one and suck in another. Yours uh, are you right. I have two P- sets people of normalise a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have two sets of boobs, and although you would think that would be fun, it's not. <laughs> having, having four breasts is the pits. Oh, Actually, it's punny as when fuck. you see them, when you see them, it's not as hot as you would think. Did she make no, the joke? Did she make arms. the joke? The pits. It's bingo uh, wings. Have, you want to see the wedding photographs? She's just got these enormous scars under her fucking pits. You know, like the porn actresses that are on crack, so they get the really cheap boob jobs done, and you can see the big purple welts <laughs> under their pits, where some fucking crack addict rammed a beanbag into her boobs. It looks exactly like that. <laughs> What kind of porn do you watch? Anyway, see, the Diddy like Rides, would you Diddy Rides, those two, those two, oh, those that, two, I'm not, I'm not Diddy Rides. Like, see if you do like that. that. I did, that's pretty, I did that's a little good, bit of man. investigating. And there is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, don't know why I'm still doing it, it feels pretty good, man. I'm not going to lie. Apparently, <laughs> you can't, you know, you can get a wee kind of, uh-uh. like a Titty Ride, but under the Oakster. But imagine having a tit under there. That's what I was just Think saying. Think of the money. Think of the money this girl could have made. She just threw it away. And she's just gone and whipped them out because she wasn't comfortable. Fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> man, imagine that. What a, imagine not wanting to be comfortable. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see the three-titted bird in Total Recall? I made that joke no, earlier on. She turned um, it to your advantage and she made a lot of money. Just an extraterrestrial. Earlier on, I said four tits. You make like, me want to have four hands. That was the joke I made. Fucking joke. Thank you, Dalton. At least somebody's on board. Love with you, Baz. I fucking love you. Right, Liam. Story. Because I don't think any of us oh, are going to have. One. I don't think any of us are going to have a story that relates to having tits grown out of armpits. So, Liam. Well, women, Colorado tits grown out of armpits. I'm joking. <laughs> eh, it's. <laughs> Did a she California... own a house that was covered in cactus, <laughs> by any chance? Right. This, this is a good one, by the oh, way. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, California Police Department. I'm just going to read their statement, because see all the news stories linking to it? They just paraphrase their statement, and yeah, their the statement's the funny thing. Yeah, the fuck. Right, so, go for it. Early this morning, the Sheriff's Office of Sonoma Sheriff Department, somewhere in California, not too sure where, the Sheriff's Office received a complaint of a suspicious vehicle parked on private property in the 2800 block of Piner Road. A deputy responded and located the vehicle, but not the occupant. The vehicle... I'm going to skip through some of this because this is shite. Yeah. Basically, so the occupant of the vehicle had inexplicably decided to climb into the shaft of a vineyard fan and became completely stuck inside the shaft. So imagine, like a duct, this guy was in it. <laughs> He'd been stuck there for two days before we found him. 
The fire department responded and was able to extricate the man out of the shaft. When interviewed, the man indicated that he liked to take pictures of the engines of old farm equipment. After a thorough investigation, which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, the motivation to climb into the fan shaft remains a total mystery. <laughs> we elected to not arrest him as he required medical treatment after his unintended multi-day stay in the fan shaft. The sheriff's office will be Enough recommending charges. <laughs> the sheriff's office will be recommending charges of trespassing and drug possession, as well as violations of both his probation case and the pending case for which he's currently out of custody on pre-trial release. So obviously the fans and listeners can't see that, but that's his leg sticking out of the shaft. That's, that's tremendous. That's him inside it. For two days. But, two days. Uh, for two days. So because his car. So he drove his car up to this shaft and thought, here, I'm going to climb in that because that's the best thing I can do. Two days later, the police find him and he goes, I'm just trying to take pictures of farm equipment. And it turned out he was out his tits for days. Uh, so that's my story, and I think that is the best story. That might be that is yeah. the winner. <laughs> Imagine when the meth wore off. Like and you were just for another forty-four. Fucking fucking this hot tube. And still, the best thing you could think is, I was in here taking pictures of the farm equipment. Where's your camera? I don't have one. <laughs> but that's the best experience. I mean, that's 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 the major fear, surely. Oh my god, I think I was climbing through a vet last night trying to take pictures of the farm equipment. Oh wait, no, I am. I'm still stuck and I'll be here fucking for the foreseeable. <laughs> Would you know oh, love to see his diary? That's all you can fucking think of. <laughs> <laughs> Would you know love to see his diary or his inner monologue of being in there and sober up and going fuck. I'm I don't understand how shaft. people can get stuck. Surely he could just wiggle his way back in. I think it was. Apparently I think not. it was tall. I think he got in at an angle and then could, that's why his leg was stuck I think, out. I think I'd like yeah. to get stuck to find out how hard it is to get unstuck because I think you could always get unstuck. No, if you look closely, like that's his leg. Ah, he's not getting out of that inside. <laughs> move it over, Liam. Move it over. Yeah. How the fuck did he get in there? Mm. So that's his knee ah. there. Yeah. So his legs obviously st- <laughs> stuck. Because I, it's like it's like those people. It's like you see those videos like online of people that like they they sit in those like at, at, like play parks, those kid seats, and they manage to get in them. All right, but as soon as they're in them, they can't. Yeah, because they they're not going to go in. It's stuck. Yeah. Think for the the it's benefit of the tight listeners. Yeah, you're fucked. For the benefit of the listeners. When this drops, Liam should post those pictures yeah. and I'll post pictures of the pitties. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll get well, it. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, like, don't report the pitties. Uh, just let the pictures exist online. Because Zuckerberg right now is doing a... I've had, like, on the podcast under the stairs group page, I have had, like, two or three things flagged up in the last month from posts from 2015 and 2016. Yeah, there was one really? from a Baz V Horror episode, like, in the first year. 
it was something one of the boys had posted about it and it got flagged up. Facebook's going back through and this is uh, leans into Scott's Scott's thing that he said about two, three episodes ago is maybe the most genius thing that has ever been said when you switch on your Facebook in the morning and you get your memories that pop up with your photos or whatever. Fucking delete them. Just fucking delete them. Just delete them. Remove that trail. Remove it from fucking remove it. And then you don't have to worry about it because it's a lot of nonsense, man. Yeah. I, like, I, there's a, I've got two contacts on Facebook that have been banned for seven days for stuff that they posted like three, four years ago that I've only there's just a, come well, back on. There's a woman at my work that gets fucking fa- put in Facebook jail like every week. I mean, like, she's literally saying, hey, Facebook jail, hey, peeps. And then she's like, gone again. You're like, what the hell did you say? You don't every want to week. know. You don't, you, yeah. The thing no, is, you never want to ask just in case. I know. I don't right. want to be involved. I don't want to be fucking, <laughs> you know, putting the same pens up. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like literally. I'd like, the thing is, as well, is like all these people that I know are like, um, I don't know them as people that would do something that would be so egregious that they would require seven days ban from a website, which is about social interaction. So, well, do you know actually the one that I saw of somebody saying Baz is this you? <laughs> that's the one that, yeah. that he posted you can't see the photo oh, the photo wasn't bad. the thing is the photo wasn't there anymore the photo had been removed and they removed the post because Baz is this you uh, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here what the fuck are we doing here right I think this leads us in like this is where everything comes in together and it builds to the grand reveal of ladies and gentlemen it is time for the final segment of this show this is Baz's story Baz you change your story mid show again Again. Again. What have we got? So you've, to- you've finally told us, though, the famous Exodus story. Exodus so we've had that. Out there, yeah. That's been yep. two so shows. It was, it was going to be the story about how I met my wife and the shenanigans that went on that evening. And a whole lot of um, fucking. Right, but let's put that to the side. What we're doing, <laughs> we're doing in this one. And instead of that, we are going to hear about the time Baz threw up on a bird on the train. <laughs> so, eh. Uh, and this consensual, a... non-consensual. Some, someone he knew completely before he got on the train. No, completely That's non-consensual. And, and non-consensual. it also involves a famous person. Yes, always involved like you and famous. Claire, Claire Grogan. So, no, a good call. Yeah. So, Cat uh, Dealey. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, for... no. <laughs> are we doing this now? Are we? Aye. We're just going to. Pierce going. Brosnan. Uh, <laughs> Eamon Holmes. No. Oh my! At least, that, at least, at least like, I went Scottish, no. guys. Ooh. Well, oh, see, uh, person, the famous person, not even Scottish. Oh. Gallagher. Liam was closer. Oh right. really? Eamon Holmes's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uni. He's not playing the game anymore. He's, He's like that. Poor. I went to uni. Right. Story I went stuff. to uni directly from school and I did like half a year of a course and then dropped as lots of people do before I went back and did the actual degree that I, I have what did you originally study that you left uh, biotechnology biotech yeah, look at him yeah. could you so, imagine uh, could you imagine what did, Baz with what did you go back and study to... technology I went back and studied information systems took, took could... the bio out of it and just went straight for the computer could you imagine Pretty Baz much. Having the knowledge of things like anthrax, Ebola, Viagra, COVID nineteen, 
Uh, you know what I mean? Could you imagine? That's a data. Well, I'm glad you just studied information technology, Baz. So anyway, <laughs> while I was in first year, so I did, I did that very first course at uh, Strathclyde University in Glasgow. And uh, the, all of the biosciences, most of the different courses did all the same classes in first year. And there was a young Irish fellow uh, on the botany uh, first year course called Ed Byrne, yep. who is now a famous comedian. Yes. That none of you apparently have heard of. He's on no, the uh, all the time. It was Duncan's sneeze that threw me right off. Nice. <laughs> I do apologise for that. That's all right. Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. You were in the, the same course as Ed Byrne. I, was in, I wasn't on the same course, but we were in all the same classes in first year, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ed got starting comedy in Glasgow. He, he started doing like the, uh, the various comedy clubs in Glasgow and all that. But anyway, he was just this odd Irish guy who was obsessed with Prince, and he was just all my. He, he was straight into all the student politics. You know, he was running for fucking convener of the the union and all this kind of stuff. He was all that. And he, he was he was just one of these larger than life kind of fucking guys. And I will put my hands up. I didn't really know Ed other than to kind of see and say hello to kind of thing. But he had got very involved in all of the social side of uni very early on to the detriment of the actual kind of academic side of it. And I just had stopped giving any kind of fuck <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I only, I only sat one round of exams, which were just before Christmas time. And... Um, the first, the first one that we had was a chemistry exam, and I had gone along and folk talk about it at school. Oh, I just wrote my name in the fucking paper and then sat there for forty minutes and then fucked off. That's exactly what I did in this exam because I, I had hardly been to any lectures. I didn't have a fucking clue. I'd done quite well in higher chemistry, but that was my limit. I really pushed myself to do that quite well there. So. Uh, I basically waited for the minimum fucking time and I got up with my paper and walked to the front kind of thing. And as I'm walking out, here comes Ed strolling down in his wee bomber jacket bedecked in print patches. And I was like, all right, Ed, uh, take it you can have did as well as me. I ha, 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 ha. That usual awkward fucking pitch. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, eh, I think the union's open. He's like, do you fancy a pint kind of thing? He's like, aye, all right, come on. So me and Ed Byrne, now a famous comedian, go for a pint in the Strathclyde Union. So we have a couple of pints, we're blethering away, and other folk who were on the courses who were actually fucking studying started drifting in at later times kind of thing. So me and him had started having a pint about kind of 11 o'clock in the morning. So by about four o'clock, I am proper fucked. <laughs> I can only imagine Ed was in the same fucking mobile. I am pissed. But I, by this point, I had given up living in Glasgow and that, and I was travelling from Dunoon, like my parents' house every day. So I've now got to go and get a fucking train, a 45-minute train journey to Gourock, and then a ferry from Gourock over to Dunoon. You know that, Liam. So, uh, <laughs> I do. So, uh, Episode I'm like, one. Right, right, lads, I'm away. I'm away. So I, I, I was out the Strathclyde Union in Glasgow, the student union, and like the fucking minute the air hit me, I got like ten times drunker than I had been in the union kind of thing. So I runs away into Central Station. Stand at that. I am like proper fucked by this point. So I seize the train up on the big board, 
gets on the train, sits down, in one of those bits where there's like four seats, so there's like me and the guy next to me, and there's two people across from us. And this is a kind of rush hour train now, and there's a lot of people use that line because it goes through like fucking Paisley, Port Glasgow, Greenock, like big towns. So it, it starts to fucking fill up. So I promptly fall asleep, right, because I'm fucking pissed drunk. We're about one stop out of Glasgow Central and the fucking conductor guy decides he's going to wake me up to see my ticket, right? Now, I had a perfectly valid travel pass on me, right? So I wasn't trying to skip paying. Because uh, that's an important detail, yeah. So I fumble about <laughs> I can wave my wee pass and put it back in my pocket and try and back so that I can't get back to sleep now. And now I start to feel a bit queasy. And this goes on for five minutes or so. And I start, oh, oh God, I don't feel well. But like, I, do not, I don't know anybody in this fucking, that I'm sitting with, you know, I've got on the train myself. And then just like a fucking tidal wave just comes up. <laughs> and I fucking like a hero catch <laughs> in my <laughs> mouth. But my cheeks have gone, <laughs> like fucking like a hamster. And I'm looking now, I can't focus my eyes on the people across from me because I'm too fucking drunk to actually work my pupils at this point in time. So, like every good fucking soldier, I just swallow all the vomit. Oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Then it comes thundering back up again. <laughs> But the Baz does not go down without a fucking fight, so I catch it a second time and devour it all once again. And the fucking baptized sprays out my mouth all over this fucking anonymous girl who was just sat in the seat across from me. And I have... Do you know... For years, when I used to tell the story, it didn't seem so bad until that time I suddenly <laughs> picture it as a sober person watching and just this wee asshole <laughs> throwing up over a girl on a fucking rush hour train about half four in the afternoon. Half four in the afternoon? Aye. Jesus. That's a safe time to go home. She was just a, a student, you know, she was me and I... I literally it's the involved. worst day of her life. She's the only clear thing that. I have in my head is the guy next to me, like directly next, turning around like that. Oh, just like yes. kind of thing. I'm <laughs> taking nothing to do with this. That's enough to me. about in my bag, and I found a carrier bag, like a plastic carrier bag, and I hooked it over my ears like a horse's <laughs> feed bag, and went went to sleep. <laughs> And I woke oh my up. god, did you even say that I, I found some tissues for her face or nothing? Just, I just I didn't even apologise. I had myself in a plastic bag and went to sleep. I did that. Damage is done. Everybody would be safe because I had fashioned myself a vomit catcher from the back. Well, she sits there dripping through fucking eyelashes and earlobes. Instead, you make it as if it's a normal thing. I've been sick on you now. Back to the bag. There's a, there, honestly, there's a, there's a recording somewhere of an episode. I'll, I can't remember which one. It might be the Cannibal Holocaust episode, the podcast under the stairs. 
where Baz like watched that movie hung over as fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> the worst way to watch a movie ever. You don't watch Cannibal Holocaust hungover, right? Even yeah. for the first time, you watch it kind of pensively, unsure what you're doing, but a hundred percent sober and a hundred percent not fucking hungover. And I'm sure the story that involved you and your wife being out at a friend's house the night before, and the journey, but like Baz spunked fucking like God knows how much beer and a bottle of red wine, and you in the car going home having to vomit in a plastic carrier bag. Yeah. On the way home because you couldn't make it home. So the the bag that, thing that was literally around the corner from my house. And the bag thing has been there for a while. So Baz's yeah. go to is the plastic. Oh, it's, bag. it's a, a, a definite pattern. Um, <laughs> definite pattern. <laughs> the weird thing was when I got to Gurek Station. The Gurek Station is the end of that particular train line, oh, and that's man. where you get the ferry to the noon. The bag was gone, mm. and I never found it. And do you know what the purse? So there was a girl on the train who came over to wake me up because I had like properly passed out and it was like that kind of gentle kind of prod because she knew me and it was I was friends with her younger brother who went on to become my flatmate Hugh that I've mentioned in some of my stories and I ended up going out with her for the best part of fucking two years she was a fucking psycho cow but that had nothing to do with that. I wasn't going to put it at that thing. Jesus and, uh, Honestly. Yeah, I'm honestly. fairly sure I ate that bag because it was just gone. I wonder if she was an actual psycho cow or if it was maybe you're just toxic masculinity, Baz. Uh, oh, no, no, no. She was no, no, nowhere. Out of nowhere. What I want to see is how great would it be if next week the listener story you somebody emails in and says, hey, and by the way, I was the last year that Baz was sick all over on the train. <laughs> the thing is, as well, it's the, Kate. The, it turns out it's Kate. Kate. Oh. The keyhole. The keyhole. There, there is, there is. The thing is, you're like, we're all laughing about that, about the old bags missing and all the rest. There are sexual fetishes that involve spew, and I just now have the nah. worst feeling that someone took that bag to go home and fuck it. Spew. Um, I, I don't no. think they did. Um, it's the one thing I am genuinely deeply ashamed of in my life, and I even that's the one about thing I want to cringe. The one thing, that but yeah, I don't give a fuck about most things. Well, off the back of you being ashamed, if anybody isn't in that kind of sexual fetish, I am sick all the time. I can easily bag it up and send you. No, so like, let me know for a fee <laughs> for, behind the paywall <laughs> we're going to create a couple of different paywalls here for the, our future Patreon one of them is the K-hole episodes where Baz does a lot of ketamine and then just as it's hitting them records his musings at a higher <laughs> tier if you want video footage of bollock naked Liam rubbing himself down with fury whilst actually having speed up on himself we can make that happen as well could probably just go on my Facebook. It'll probably be there, but be or, or pay his money. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be somewhere. Some, some poor. Like the thing is, like I, I genuinely think that there's a very good chance that if you spoke to singer of Exodus and mentioned that story that you mentioned, I bet he remembers that. Also, at the same time, I bet if that woman is out there, she's probably the woman you speak on has probably had to pay money for therapy. There's oh, no yeah, way. It's like, half past four on a whatever. I'm on a train. I'm going back to my and I got fucking. I got exorcist head to toe yeah, and fucking Linda Blair vom. 
See if some wee bastard vomed in my daughter on a train, I'd beat the shit out of him. There you go. There you go. There's some dad that they're Comes still trying to find you. I'm that prick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. So, ladies and gents, that is Baz's story. Like I said at the, the end of the listener emails, you can get involved with these episodes. You can direct the flow of conversation. You can get us to interact with your comments by sending an emails to regrettablepod at gmail.com. Gents, we have went, I think this might be the longest episode. Maybe it's not. Too like, late. It's yeah. But it might not I'm be well hugely. Might not be hugely long compared to some of the other episodes, but we started late and we've been drinking a lot. And it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I needed this today. I fucking needed it. Today's been a shitty day and I needed this today. And guys, much love, much love. Before we go. Before we go, as always, I need to swing it round and get you all to say goodbye. So let's start with the sex babam. Liam, say goodbye to the listeners, please. Goodbye, listeners. Take care of yourselves. Up to the the sexy goth cowboy Scott. Say goodbye to the listeners, please. Adios. To the man, the myth, the legend, the Baz. Say goodbye to the listeners, please. I'm Titties. Goodbye. Uh. Pities all the way. Get your pities it for the lads. This is Duncan McLeish for Jaws of Shite and other regrettable letters. And I'm saying bye everyone. Take care. We'll speak to you next month.